All right, what's up, guys? This is Inside the North Side coming to you from the North Side. I am your host with the most from the Third Coast. What is up, everybody? I know this episode's a little late, but your boy's been working, busy, so um, don't get mad at me because I'm getting my life straight. So, <laughs> anyways, uh, this is a very, very, very special episode because we're finally talking about music again. You know, you guys know I love music, and we have a guest with us. His name is Ben. Or I don't know if you go by Benjamin or whatever, but introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Ben. Uh, I go by Ben, Benny, Benjamin. It doesn't really matter. People call me Steez, you know. Steez? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you might have to explain that one. <laughs> well, no, because the thing is, is that, you know, ever since, you know, uh, ever I, I launched my uh, my Instagram, people would call me Steez, so. Okay. Well, hey, and, uh, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So. Tell us a little about yourself, Ben. Okay, so, man, where do I even start? So, I was born and raised, I was born in New York, raised in Houston, Mm -hmm. but uh, I lived in New York for nine years. Uh, I love it. I I would take it back. I would do it all over again, living there for nine years. Um, After those nine years, I moved to Pasadena. This was like 2000, 2001. Okay. And then I lived there for a year and a half. Um, I don't know. My parents were all over the place. So whenever they moved out of Pasadena, they moved to Maryland. And wow, that's yeah, a big jump. Yeah, it's a huge <laughs> jump. Huge, huge jump. So <clears throat> lived there for two and a half years. And then we just kind of noticed like how expensive it was over there. And we just decided, like, hey, man, let's just all move to, to Houston knowing how cheap and know how affordable it is. And, you know, the houses over there, like, are expensive. They're ridiculous, like half a million dollars for, you know, a regular house. Yeah, I've heard. I had a coworker of mine. He used to work at um, at the airport, and he said that Houston is, like, a big hub, so you would have other people from, like, New York, New Jersey, everybody from, like, the East Coast, like, meet up there because it's like i guess a uh like a pit stop or whatever oh yeah and uh he said that a lot of people from the east coast were like wow it's really cheap here like um i think he re- i remember him telling me like you have to pay for like parking to park your car or something like that on the str- i don't know what it was something weird like that in new york or something <laughs> but he said like the houses are ridiculously expensive yeah um where i was living i was living in the suburbs uh i lived in it's to be funny not to be funny, but the funny part about where I lived is a small town called Hicksville. Okay. Yeah. So whenever I told my, you know, everybody where I used to live, it's called Hicksville. Everyone like thought there were rednecks there, but no, like it's just a small town. People would know everybody. And I wasn't too far away from Queens. I was like mm, about 30, 45 minutes away from Queens. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> the house that I used to live in, it's now worth about, about $700,000. Damn. Yeah, seven hundred. Yeah, <laughs> and and to be honest, I would literally, if I had the money, I would buy that house and probably retire there. Mm-hmm. And that's how much that house means to me. Wow. Yeah. That's that's something that's really nice. Yeah, that's really nice to have something like that means so much to you that you would like. Fuck it, I'm living here for the rest of my life. Well, the the, the thing is, is that <clears throat> the the funny part about it is that. Uh, we were living upstairs while there was a uh, another family living downstairs. It was like a, I don't know. We never went downstairs, but 
it was like an Asian family living downstairs. So, but it was a very huge house. But mm-hmm. um, I guess we were renting it for a certain amount of years. And uh, my mom hates the fact that when, when we were kids, we would cause so much shit like upstairs and just stomping around and all that other stuff as kids. But I mean, kids are kids. You know, we were going to do regardless of whatever was going to happen. Yeah. Tricks are for kids. I mean, that's all they're going to do. They're <laughs> yeah. going to, they're going to stomp around. That's why like we live up here on the, on the second floor and like, I try to like tippy toe cause like, I don't want to disturb my neighbor down there. I don't even know her. I might have to introduce myself before the party, but yeah, I try to tippy toe cause I know how it is living on, you know, yeah. having somebody above you and you're just like, yeah. What the fuck are they doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. But no, like right now, uh, everything's great. Everything is wonderful. Like I can't imagine uh, all the things that has happened in the last couple of months. But other than that, you know, uh, this whole summer is just all about just grinding it out right now. It's all about grinding it out right now because um, <clears throat> right now. Uh, just moving into big things right now. Uh, it's just, I can't believe that where everything is at right now. It, it's just amazing. Uh, I won't get into detail to it, but it's just amazing. We can talk about it off air. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, I know, I totally know what you mean. <clears throat> big things happening with me, you know, with the podcast. I didn't really think where I would be would be miles away yeah. but you know getting special guests on my podcast like i got selena's nephew uh his name is sivani yeah that's, that's a crazy that, that's a pretty big step dude that's crazy people would and, but you would think that people would be like oh shit i can't talk to him he's selena's nephew he's untouchable but now he's just a down-to-earth guy really chill um he's he's also like invited me like hey man whenever i come to houston we can hang out and chill and stuff like that so i was like okay but wow. you know whatnot um, but yeah, the episode, dude, I had a good time with him. He was just really chill, really down to earth. Might because he was high, but I mean, he's, I mean, even regardless of being high, he's still chill and cool. I mean, so shout out to Zivani. He's, uh, or Principe Q as they call him. Yeah. Man, don't, I, don't, I don't know, man. After a while, don't you think he would be like tired of like his dad selling her daughter's name? You know what I mean? Like, that's. I, I didn't really want to get into all like, hey, so how does it feel <laughs> knowing that your family is pretty much like raping the fuck out of your aunt's name and image and everything? Because um, I think he's heard too much about it. So people kind of just. I've tried to stay away from it because I feel like those are some of the, the questions you don't ask. So I was like, I don't want to ask those questions and stuff like that. But I can imagine. Um, him kind of being like fuck another another you know another Selena cup another Selena record. Well, I haven't released a record in a while, but yeah. you know it's like I can see how he can be annoyed. But to be honest, um, he doesn't really focus more on that. He's just yeah. more about himself and his daughter and his career. So even though he's a Quintanilla, he doesn't really have any uh, say or part in the process of whatever selena does that's more of like her dad and his his mom and i mean her mom i mean his dad and uh, his tia yeah. and his grandpa so yeah. but yeah i can see where he can just be like fuck but i mean he, he gets to not reap the benefits but it's like hey i get to you know there's more stuff of my aunt so yeah and i don't know man the way i see it is like i mean i can i, I can understand the whole like the selena thing like okay if it's selena then like i completely understand like you know i'm don't get me wrong, I'm a huge fan, but, like, 
after a while, after seeing like after I've seen Netflix shows, spinoffs, and everything, like dude, let it go. That's one of my unpopular opinions. I'm like, hey, look, I love Selena, grew up with Selena, but it's time to just let it go. It's time to just retire, you know. And um, I got a lot of shit for that. Even my parents were like, how can you say that? That's like blasphemous to like, in you know. And I'm like, it's true. I mean. I, from what I see in my 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 point of view, is that the reason why I think Abraham still puts out a bunch of stuff for Selena is because she died so very young, so she didn't get to live out her uh, pop star rock star dream. So yeah. I feel like in a way of honoring her, he's like, "Hey, look, I'm just gonna release all this shit. You might have released more shit if you were alive, but I'm gonna keep doing this in your name and your honor." But everybody kind of knows, I'm like, "This oh, is for money." Yeah, yeah. So that's my point of view. I feel like other people might see it as him being, you know. But you I, know, at, at this point, I, I would have been like, dude, just yeah, dude, just let her rest, dude. I mean, sure, at least I guess unfinished music down the line. But like, dude, just I don't think there is any more. Not I never got to ask, but um, I feel like there isn't any. I mean, the only way I feel like they could. Um, milk the Selena cow <laughs> and it's it's funny advice I gave him uh, I was like hey man tell your grandpa to get into the vinyl game and he was like yeah I know they have a vinyl I was like nah bro I was like release some of this release all of the Selena y Los Dinos albums and her solo stuff right, uh, all on vinyl okay. yeah. all on vinyl give it like a box set of like I don't know 20 you know, they have box sets like that. I'm yeah. like, just release a bunch of it on box sets, different colors, splatters, books, the last thing, you know, last live album or whatever, the movie, the whatever. Just put it all in a box and just yeah. sell it, you know. That would make some bank. That That's the only way I see that's the next step. Yeah. So Speaking of records, what did you, what, how much did you spend at those records, dude? I Jeez. spent 143 Oh, wow. Yeah, and you saw what I got. I yeah. got Lincoln Park Meteora, which was the last one that they got. Um, I got uh, Alkaline's Trios from Here to Infirmary, mm -hmm. which is a beautiful red and black um, white splatter. Uh, the Lincoln Park is like a bluish kind of, uh, like a dark, dark blue. Um, I got Tia La Cruz and you, uh, Willy Colon. That's a, just a black one. That was a nice one yeah. I wanted to get. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, wow. Yeah. And then what else? I got um, The Sword. Oh, okay. The Sword is, a, is a, like a psychedelic alternative band from Austin. Yeah. And um, that's like a purple, like a dark, dark frost purple. And yeah, I spent like 143 that's But there was a lot of more people that had more things than I did. So I know they spent some bank. But yeah. I got pretty lucky toward, you know, what I got for a record store day. So the I really need to go get myself uh, a turntable. Just because I mean I have one. It's uh, it was gifted by somebody that I don't really talk to anymore. But the thing is, is that when I got it, uh, she didn't know if I was an Arctic Monkey fan. So I was just like, oh, I've heard this record before. But like, I need to get one. Um, there's a lot of vinyl that uh, there's a lot of vinyl that I really want to get. Um, specifically, the one that I have been eyeing on is uh, DJ Shadows introducing. That's okay. Yeah, it's. Uh, by far probably my favorite record it's uh, from front to back uh, people think I'm crazy how you know it's all 
just a bunch of noise but in reality it's a lot of just cutting you know it's just how everything is it's just amazing what that man has done yeah yeah um which arctic monkeys was it there like it's like black a, and white one or a, was it's it a, it's a white album and then it had like i don't know it's like swirl i guess okay i think i know i think it's their arctic monkeys uh shut up or whatever self-titled which is like the most popular one that came out like maybe a couple years ago that uh, everyone's been like just playing to death yeah <laughs> but um yeah i really want to go to um probably one probably one day uh, Aniva Records. Oh yeah, in LA. Yeah, I, um, uh, my I brother know. didn't get to go. He he went to LA. Sorry, but go ahead. No, whenever they they moved their um, their whole uh, warehouse to they moved all their stuff to a warehouse now. So mm-hmm. it's a new building now. So, but whenever I do go, I'm probably gonna just spend probably a shit ton of money. <laughs> Your total is five sixty two. Um, to be honest, okay, I really okay. wouldn't care. To be honest, I really wouldn't care. <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I I saw that they moved and it's a beautiful building. It's beautiful. I seen oh, yeah. it's really nice. Um, my little cousin did go. Um, she went, I guess, with her friends or her bandmates, whatever. Yeah. Um, but they shopped at Amoeba and bought some stuff. And um, I just kind of want to do like the what's in what's in your bag kind of like segment. Like, yeah, hey, look, this is what yeah, I got. You know, like yeah. they have. But yeah, man, I feel like I would find some fucking gems at Amoeba. I, I just crate looking for stuff. Yeah. And the the thing is, is that whenever I did see those like YouTube videos of you know of what's in my bag, I've seen a couple of artists like um, that I was really into. Um, Justice, I don't know if you know who Justice. Yes. Is. Yes. So whenever I I seen them live twice, and I I gotta say, seeing them live twice is amazing. Hey yo, what the fuck? Damn, <laughs> that's awesome, dude. Because <laughs> um. Okay, so whenever they came here, uh, what was it? October. It was October 2012. I saw them. They were just releasing, uh, I want to say, their second album. I think it was their second album. Um, man, that was a time to be alive. That was. I bet. It was just crazy. Like, and this was at the House of Blues. This was like I want to say there was more than people that in the capacity. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, dude, it was it was insane. And then the second time that I saw him, this was at um, what's that uh, festival? Day for Night Festival. Okay, okay. Yeah. I don't know if you ever. I don't know if you went. I haven't gone. My brother did, but I, I never got to go. Um, th- well, this was their last uh, festival because you know it's kind of fucked up how. The, there was a scandal behind the people that owned it. Uh, yeah, yeah, there was. It was. A, I think it was a sex scandal or something like that. Something like that. But and then he didn't pay the artist or some shit like that. I was just like, "Fuck, dude." Yeah, and because of that, we we got shut out of two festivals: Free Press and and Stay for Night. It was like Spring Press or some shit. I don't care. Yeah, remember. they moved it. They well, it was. <laughs> so here's the story: 2017, I went to Free Press. That was my first ever Free Press. I've been wanting to go for years, but I never had the money or I never had the time. So I went. Um, I think Lord was headlining. Some oh, other people were headlining. Yeah, it fucking good. rained like the first day and yeah. it just kept on raining and raining and raining. I was in a parking garage for like three hours. Everybody's just like smoking weed, buying pizza and snacks and stuff like that. Um, but they ultimately were like, hey, we're not going to do the festival tomorrow. Here's your refund for the second day. 
So I was like, fuck, whatever, I'll go next year. So next year they rebranded. They yeah. called it In Bloom. They did it in March, which made more sense because it doesn't rain that much in March. Yeah. And it's not as hot. Yeah. So I went and um, it was great. Um, until the f- I, I don't know what it is about the first day of festivals, but something always fucking happens on the first day. Um, my grandmother had passed away. Oh, man, sorry. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck, do I, do I go to the hospital or do I go see little Dickie? So I was like, ah. ultimately, I was going to go to the hospital. I was just joking around. But yeah. I was like, hey, you know, I have to go. Yeah. And um, it really sucked because I wanted to see Incubus. Incubus was going to play later on that night. Yeah. And I was like, damn, I wanted to see them. But um, this was more important than that. So yeah. I, I was at work when I was I was I was at work at the time because uh, my cousin, shout out to Joe. I don't know, if Joe. <laughs> uh, Joe usually gets tickets to, you know, do all this stuff. And he's an audio engineer. And nice. Yeah. I'm not going to say which one that he works at, but um yeah, when he went, Incubus was playing. Her was playing that festival. I think it was her. Um, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Because and then my little my other cousin Andy went and he saw Incubus and I was kind of jealous because I was like, damn, I should have really went. Because after I got out of work, it was like I got out of work at four, and the festival was still going on. I was like, man, I'm too tired to even stand on my own two feet right now. I've been standing since like from five thirty. So. And not only that, this job was, like, very, like, you know, on your feet, moving around. I was just like, you know what, dude? I don't think I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to go home and just just knock out. But whenever um, Day for Night happened, uh, this was – I didn't go Friday. I was very mad that I didn't go Friday because Catronata was opening on Friday, and I was – I was so pissed. I was so pissed because <laughs> I was so pissed because this was, I think, a couple months after when he released 99.9%. Okay. So this was like, what, five, five, say five years ago? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So whenever he released it, I was like, damn, I should have went for Friday. But Tuesday, not Tuesday, uh, Saturday, Sunday, didn't disappoint. Um, Saturday, we were expecting rain, but we didn't know what time it was going to rain. Not only that, it was fucking cold. Oh shit! Yeah. So, uh, artists I saw on that Saturday was Cardi B, Tyler Creator. Um, what's that other band? Um, oh man, I can't remember. Oh, the um, the the ladies that that wear uh, baklavas. They're uh, they're all colored. I can't remember the name of the band. I'm drawing a blank. They got arrested in Russia for some. Uh, was it the uh, Pussy Riot? Or yeah, Pussy Riot, yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, Pussy Riot. I saw them. They were really good. Um, but when I saw Tyler, it was boring. Really boring. This is like literally like thirty-two degrees, like thirty-two, probably thirty degrees and boring. Oh, shit. <laughs> I didn't care because I got I was really close and I recorded uh, one of his songs. I can't remember which one it was. I think it was um, Call Me. Uh, okay. One one. Um, yeah, I was soaked. I was afraid that I was gonna get sick the next day, which I didn't. Thank God. Uh, shout out to my deal for his uh, uh, caldo. That was f- fucking amazing. <laughs> um, but uh, Sunday, uh, I was I was tired. <laughs> Festivals do that to you, man. But, they just wear the fuck out of you. Uh, I was I was so done because not only that. Uh, not only music was going around, there was also like art pieces. There were like you know like artists were there because mm-hmm. they were showing off their art and how crazy how 
like engineers and doing all this stuff like i have a, a bunch of videos of them just you know showing off their pieces and people were like either getting high or people were on acid dude they were just tripping out and then the most the main attraction was the disco balls on the ceiling and just lights pointing out and it just mm-hmm. it was just nuts how beautiful that piece was and um the thing is that whenever I saw that, everybody was just laying on the floor. Like I, really? I, I stepped on a couple of hands. I was like, "Oh shit, my bad." So it was it was fun. They're too high. They don't they don't care. Yeah. Um, what other festivals have you gone to? Um, it's been okay. It's been day for night. The uh, when Kendrick Lamar was here. That okay. Was, that was the first uh, first anniversary. Then uh, the third anniversary of day for night. Um, I think those are the only two I've been to, but I've been to a lot of shows. Really okay. Lot, lot of okay. Shows. Um, I've been to a Voodoo Fest. That's in New Orleans. That was my first time in 2018, I think. It was 2018. Um, Childish was it was his last ride. He was going to perform and everything. Then he got hurt. So Travis Scott filled in for him. Uh-huh. And that's when Astral had just came out, maybe like a couple months before. Yeah. And... Um, we all got to see kind of like how Astroworld was going to be, like the tour. Because he hadn't toured Astroworld yet. Yeah. So everyone got a, like a glimpse of what it was going to be like. Small glimpse, but it was still it was still great. Are you going this year? Uh, no, they canceled it till next year. Voodoo right. Fest. No, no, no. Astroworld. Oh, Astroworld. For $500? No. <laughs> I mean, you can always do like the Ever the Kid. Like, you know how the crowd just, yeah. really just bummers? That's what my friend told me. He was like, when he first went, he was like, bro, you could have got in. And I was like, yeah, but eh, it's okay. The second time, I think he went again. I think it happened the second time. Yeah. The third, now it's now it's this time. And I'm like, I feel like they might still do that. Or they might be like, yo, back up, back up, COVID, you know, whatever. Yeah. What? yeah. <laughs> so. No, my sister went. I had a couple of friends. My sister and my friend Danielle went. Uh, <laughs> my sister went, but she was a part of that crowd that bug got bum rushed. Really? Yeah. So she actually got in, but I'm pretty sure I'm not sure if she paid or not. I'm not sure. Sorry, sis. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but whenever that whenever that bum rush happened, a lot of people got hurt. Like yeah, I heard like, a lot of people got I was hurt. Like, Holy shit, dude! <laughs> oh man, what do you expect? I mean, there's a bunch of 16, 17 year old kids. High on Travis Scott, they're like, "Fuck it, we're gonna get in." And like, bum, I, I, it was bad. Yeah. I said it was pretty bad for the yeah. first year, and I'm like, "Oof, that's that's not gonna go over well." But the the marketing of yo know, the, the marketing on Travis Scott just genius because the fact that he didn't release like the artist pie like the day before. Yeah, I was like, "Dude, that's smart. <laughs> that's so smart. Like, that's completely like." I was like, "Oh man." And I, uh, I don't know if you saw like those fake lists, the leaks that were like who's gonna be there and stuff like that. I think one of them I saw was like Cumbia Kings, was, and I'm like, Travis Scott is not gonna get the Cumbia Kings on fucking Astro World, but he got. I forgot who he got for his first uh, lineup. I'm gonna check that out. I know it's like Paul Wall and Bun B and, yeah, and the, stuff like that. You he, know the he, typical the Houston All Stars. Yeah. yeah, the Houston All Stars. Uh, uh, I I remember. It was like Trippy Red, and I can't remember. Megan Thee Stallion was there. Um, I knew Ghostface was actually not Ghostface. Well, the whole um, Ghetto Boys were there. Willie D, Bushwick, Scarface. Yeah, they were all there. Oh man, here it goes. Um, 
Oh, come on. Why are y'all going slow on me? But yeah, it was like Travis Scott, Post Malone, Lil Wayne, Young Thug, uh, the Houston All-Stars, Metro Boomin, Trippy Red, Smoke Perp, and, you know, Tom, and stuff like that. I was like, well, okay, you know, whatever, sure, yeah. <laughs> and I know that, like, the next year, I did, like, a surprise with Kanye. And, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean... I mean, you can, I mean, what can you expect? The fact that he's, you know, he was with Kardashian. What do you mean? Of course, yeah. you're probably going to just get with uh, Kanye. But him and you do like... Because I know Kim and Kanye worked for like a good while. They, I knew he was kind of like his protege. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought they were kind of on bad terms, but I guess he was like, fuck it. I'm getting better now. Who cares? You know? Man, I don't even know what album's next for him. I don't... You know what? I can't... Here's the thing. On Kanye, I don't know if he's gonna keep going to the you know gospel route after that divorce. I don't think that's gonna happen. I th- I'm I'm pretty sure it's gonna be a wild album. Next <laughs> he's supposed to be working it with Dre, Dr. Dre. Um, what did you think about that album? I mean, just as a person, is it you know from your point of view, like did you like it? Did you think like this is kind of whack? Did I you mean, like you can see where he was trying to go with this? I mean, I was very indifferent about it to be honest. I, I didn't. I mean, I liked it, and I didn't like it. I was just very, very neutral about it. But whenever I saw... But the way I see it, I think it was for him to experience... The show that I can do other things. Like, mm-hmm. from going from 808 Heartbreaks to other, you know, projects that he has done, like, I think... What was that Kanye album? The one that's uh, that's uh, Black Skinheads on? I can't remember that name. That is Jesus. Uh, yeah. I didn't like that album. That album was... I haven't listened to the full album. No. There, there are a lot of Kanye albums I have not listened to from front to back. Um, but I did hear kind of mixed reviews about Jesus. Yeah, that album. I mean, there was a couple of songs that I enjoyed, but overall, it was just like no, <laughs> no. But um, people are gonna give me slack about it, but whatever, I don't care. But no. So when I did hear. You know, uh, what was it called? What was the album called? The- Jesus is King. Yeah, Jesus is King. Um, whenever I did hear it, uh, the mixing and mastering were really good. Um, their his choir, dude. I think that's what helped them a lot. Yeah. And overall, it was a really good album. But, but man, uh, <laughs> it was just it was just weird because I I knew the other Kanye. I didn't know this Kanye, but. I was. I really want. I really want old Kanye. To be honest, I really yeah. want old Kanye. I mean, he did that song. He was like, "I miss the old Kanye." Yeah. And I don't know. I think after his mom passed. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think everything just kind of went south for him. I mean, I think he dealt with mental illness before his mom, but I think after his mom passed, I think it just, it just was like, buckle up, motherfucker. We're gonna go on for a ride. Yeah. And. I've, I've talked about this before and I've said it as an unpopular opinion. It's like Kanye's not crazy. He's just he's just dealing with mental illness and a lot of people were like, no, he's crazy. He's a crazy. And I'm like, but you guys are the same people that are criticizing others for talking about people with mental illness and like, oh, we stand for people with mental illness. And I was like, but you're talking shit about Kanye. He's the same person you're standing up for. And it's, you know, I get it. He's Kanye. Everybody thinks, you know, but Mental illness doesn't doesn't care if you're Kanye. Yeah. Doesn't care if you're fucking whoever. It's yeah. it's it's for, it's everybody. You know, everybody deals with it. But um, 
but yeah, that was that's a, it's a weird ride seeing how that affected his music. I mean, after like what late registration, eight oh eight and heartbreaks, and then my dark twisted beautiful fantasy yeah. in that one. That yeah. one's a really good album. Yeah, everyone praises that album a lot. That's what I need on vinyl. That one and everyone praises that one a lot. People say it's uh, people. A lot of people say it's overrated, but I'm not with those people. I actually enjoy that album the most. Out of well, I wouldn't say the most. The one where I can't remember which one it is. I have it here. Um, uh, yay, that's the one that I enjoy the most. Uh, where he talks about, I thought about killing you. Yeah, yeah, that one. Um, but I do have unreleased stuff from him as well. The Yandi album, which I have. I have that one too. Yeah. So I wish it was finished. I wish it was mixed and mastered, but it's not. It sounds like crap. But when, um, the storm, uh, I can't remember who. Oh, Kid Cudi's on it. XXX is on it, and I think that's it. And, and some other singer, I can't remember the name on it. Kid Cudi. Oh, you have the one that has Kid Cudi on it. Yeah, I don't have the one. It's this one is just Kanye, Triple X, and uh, what's his name? It's not. It's right here. Uh, it's not Trey song. It's Trey. Uh, I forgot his name. Anyway, he's a singer. Yeah. Uh, singer, rapper, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> Ant Clemens or whatever. A A N T Clemens. Uh, who? Who? I, I know who it is. I'm gonna look this up because it's gonna bother me. And I know, like, I know who it is. And I don't want to be. Oh, like, Ty Dolla Sign. There we go. Ty yeah. Dolla Sign. Ty that's Dolla the Sign. that's the only one that I have. It's just those three. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I was like, I would love to see it if it was mixed and mastered in the right way, and, and you know, but Kanye was like, er, "We're going this way." Yeah, uh, but no, there's some on on that version. Uh, there's different verses on it, and I was like, huh, I guess he. It, it was much of a cleaner version whenever he did when he put the storm on Jesus King. Yeah. So, and I was like, oh, okay, I can see where you gone. I see where you changed. The lyrics and everything, but other than that, it was it was all right for the Jesus King version. But this one's yeah. a lot better, a lot better, <laughs> way better. <laughs> yeah, there's some there's some crazy ones. I think there's one like Aliens. I don't know if you see that one. That yeah, one's pretty yeah. interesting. I yeah. would like to see where he would have done with yeah. that. Yeah, but the Migos and Kid Cudi is on that one. Okay, yeah, you probably have the different version of um, or another version of uh, Yandi because I have one that I got and I have like. Nicki Minaj on some and Ty Dolla Sign and and, and Triple yeah, X and Ty all that. Dolla Sign is most on is mostly on this album. He's on like on like maybe four different uh, tracks on, and then most Def is on one of them. But he was going as Jason Bay. Um, but yeah, Ty Dolla Sign isn't through most of this album, but throughout this whole project that never got finished. That's pretty weird. That's yeah. like hey, just do a bunch of songs for me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then what was the other unreleased? So help me God is the other one that didn't get released. He has a lot, and I know there's a lot of um, bootleg albums of this albums that he doesn't release, and they're very very expensive. So like that one, that Giandi's expensive one that that comes out on bootleg. The one bootleg that I don't have, which I really want, is the Blonde album. Oh, uh, but Frank Ocean. Yeah. That's the one that I don't have that I need. But uh, it's, it's, I know it's, it comes in black, but I'm not going to pay $999 for it. Oh, shit. 
there's a couple of them. There's like yellow, and one's like pink, and one's like orange. There's a website that I looked at that this guy recommended on YouTube, and um, but it's sold out right now. But I think they have a copy at Cactus Music that I saw, but it's probably already picked up already. So and then um, the other album, which uh, is probably if I had it, it's probably be one of my possessions. Is which is his Endless album. A lot of people forget that album came out. Yeah. Well, he released like he released it a week before Blonde. I remember that because I had I got that one and I was like, okay, this is the one he's releasing. Then he releases Blonde, and I'm like, oh, so this is what you're doing, okay? Yeah. And that's a really great album too. Yeah, and then people people are like, eh, it's 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 not what it is. But like, there's a couple of songs that uh, I mean, I have it here, but it's bootlegged as well. But like, the mixing and mastering are completely fine on it. But whenever I, I actually when I actually took an actual listen to it i can actually understand where he's coming from from that album mm-hmm. because i don't know if you saw that video of asap rocky explaining how he got that uh, out of his uh, contract with uh, i think it was apple no i didn't so what he did was a basically perfect chess move like where he literally wanted he was the industry was making trying to make him release an album when he like right now like yeah. we need something right now so when he released endless they gave him certain amount of money for him to you know like just oh he wanted out of his deal so whenever that released it was a video project and everything on apple music so a week later he re- used all that funds and other stuff to release blonde so a complete chess move just basically embarrassing the music industry because he had something in his back pocket yeah that he didn't want to release to them so for him to do that was like wow dude yeah, I was, he's I was, smart. He's a yeah, pretty smart guy. Yeah, he's smart. Very, very smart. And uh, <clears throat> whenever he released it, till this day, I still jam out to it because uh, it still feels brand new to me. I, I, there's, there's a lot of albums that still feel brand, brand new to me. And that album came out like, what, like five, five years ago, maybe? 2016. Yeah, like five years ago. And sometimes when it, when it shuffles on my, 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 uh, my phone... I'm like, it does sound really new. He hasn't came up with anything in a while, uh, but it still sounds it sounds, sounds really fresh. Yeah, he has. Um, he released DHL and he released uh, In My Room. Those are the only two. Oh, actually, no. In My Room, DHL, Cayendo, uh, and those are the only three he released. Okay. And he was supposed to release the last year or beginning of this year, but unfortunately, he was supposed to do Coachella, which I actually. That- yeah, yeah I, oh man, yeah, that would have been amazing, and oh man, that would have been amazing. But uh, and then his brother died, which was sad. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, his brother died in a car accident. Oh, yeah, dude, that that sucks. And not only that, that was just him, just like you know. I guess he needed time for himself, but for him, he doesn't do interviews at all, at all. Period. Yeah, and. Uh, when he wants to do it, he, he lets the whoever come to me, you know. But other than that, he's very smart, and so. Yeah, I mean, with him and, like, Odd Future, I guess he got a couple stuff from, like, Tyler. He's like, hey, look, check this out and do this. And yeah, so. Did you see uh, Tyler's uh, Instagram lately? No, yeah. I haven't. Um, well, yeah, I think that, uh, we're getting new music from him pretty soon. I, didn't, I don't know how I felt about Igor, because, like, my brother listened to it, and he was like, oh, this is great. And it's like... Okay, it's okay. I see what he's trying to do. He's trying to do something different with his with his style, because everybody's used to 
him being kind of like the parody-ish kind of joking around kind of music. Yeah. But I know he wants to be more serious. But um, if he's doing new music, I'm kind of intrigued to see where he's going with this now. So, I love Flower Boy. Flower Boy was actually really that was a really great album as well. I really wasn't expecting that from him, but whenever I I did see where he was going, I was like, okay, I know where you're going with this. And then when he got on Tiny Desk, which was his Tiny Desk performance, is actually really good. The NPR Tiny Desk, Um, but. Whenever he did release it, I was like, okay, I can. I, I had that album on repeat as well. That it was a, a very beautiful album uh, from front to back. Um, I can't remember his name, Charlie Winston or uh, from the Gap Band. Charlie Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Th- th- I was very surprised whenever he got him on it, and then a couple. I think the album before that he was on it as well, and I was just like really amazed that where his ranges when it comes to music he's very he paints he paints a pretty picture yeah he does like i said it he i don't know where this musical i guess exploration came for him where he was like let's try something different let's let's do something out of the ordinary that i wouldn't do before you know because we're used to like goblin and cherry bomb and um was it a wolf yeah, you know, and we're like, okay, that's Tyler, but now it's like here's Flower Boy, and it's like, oh shit, where the fuck did this come from? You know? Yeah, yeah. and um, yeah, I don't. There's so many other albums that I, I I enjoy. Like, I thank my parents every day because when it comes to music, it's it's uh, it's all over the place. And um, I remember where I was I was in, this was about a month ago, and my mom was like. Man, you have your dad's soul. I was like, "What do you mean by that?" He, what he, when she meant by that, it was more of just the fact that I can go from sad to uh, happy to just basically just music all over, the, just all over the place. And with them, like, because I can go from Barry White to the Eagles really quickly. Yeah. And I like the I like Barry White. People don't like Barry White, but I like Barry White. And. Shout out to G Town. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the the funny thing is, I didn't know he was from Galveston until I think after he died. Really? Yeah. I was like, oh shit, he's from Galveston. Not a lot of people know that. Yeah. Not a lot of people know he was born and and uh, he was born in Galveston, which is it's weird because you're like Galveston, the yeah. fuck, and then and yeah, and he was raised in Compton, which is crazy. From Galveston to Compton. Yeah, that was crazy, <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy. No, but. Uh, I thank my parents every day because I think without them, uh, I don't think I would have the musical taste that I would have today. Because, uh, don't get me wrong, I love Tony Braxton, I love the Eagles, Sammy Hagar. Uh, just, I'm just all over the place with just music with them. And there's some music like Northern music that I kind of enjoy, but I'm just like, okay, that's enough. I don't know. <laughs> but like with them, with, with them, it's like on Sundays or on Sundays they. The cleaning music starts playing, you know. Yeah, cleaning. Sundays and Saturday mornings. Saturday, Sunday morning. But they do it um, whenever they're in their room, you know, chilling. They have music going on. They listen to uh, uh, what's that band called? Um, Los Hermanos de Barron, or I can't remember the name. Of okay. It. Yeah. So my dad loves them. He's a solid fan. He intocable duelo. He's a really good fan. But but for him, it's mostly like eighties music. Okay. A lot of 80s music. A lot, a lot of 80s music. My parents are the same way. My parents grew up in the 80s. 
my mom was more the pop side, and my dad was more of the he would say heavy metal rock side. You know, he liked Judas Priest, Iron Maiden. Was, he liked Van Halen that was and early all that. metal. Early yeah, metal. you know, my dad like them in high school, um, but that's what they listened to, and the same way as you, I, I think my parents for that because. Um, a lot of the music that I got into was a lot of 80s music. And then you wouldn't think, but my mom got me into pop punk music. Yeah. It was just weird. I'm like, the fuck? Who the fuck are you? And you know? But my parents were like in the 20s. They're like in their 20s during the 90s, stuff like that. Yeah. So because of them, I got the musical bug and I started venturing out to different stuff. And as you can see, I got tons of shit on my, my vinyl, you know, my vinyl uh, cabinet, which ranges from everything from like the Eagles to Van Halen to Selena to Ciela Cruz to indie to um, alt to everything, you know. Rest in peace to Amy Winehouse. That's a, that's my uh, my girlfriend's actually. Oh. I like Amy Winehouse, but I'm sorry, babe. I, I told her, I'm like, you play it too goddamn much. Yeah. I, I kind of understand where people go from there, but like, um, whenever I, I think no, that wasn't her. Well, I'm not sure if it was her. No, actually, it was because she did uh, a duet with Tony Bennett. Yeah, yeah, she did. She did do one, and um, I think it might. No, it's not on that one. It's on something else. She has all the records and stuff <laughs> like that. But I was like, yeah, I like Amy Winehouse, and then I'm like, oh god, she plays. She plays it whatever she can, and I'm like. <sighs> You're really testing me. <laughs> I like everyone else. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy her music. Beautiful soul. Sad what happened to her. Great music, but you can only listen to it for so long and then be like, please shut the fuck up. Yeah, I, I kind of understand that. Like, um, my my mom's go-to is probably... Uh, what's, her, what's her name? Um, she died on that plane crash. What's her name? Jenny Rivera? Yeah. I mean, I can understand. I mean, man, dude, just oh please just stop, <laughs> just stop already like that. Please change the change the radio. I, mean, I can understand station. where she sings like you know men ain't shit music, but like, yeah. after after enough of it, I'm just like, dude, stop, stop, stop. Yeah, like, I, I get what you mean. Stop, like I don't want to hear this music. <laughs> like eventually you're gonna break up the tequila bottle and start drinking. I don't want to. I don't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> and after and after my mom drinks one pie, pie one or two shots, I'm, she's done. I'm like, dude, stop, <laughs> stop, please. You don't know anything about Jenny. She said, "Man, ain't shit." Yeah, I know. And then my dad comes out of nowhere. Oh, she was a fucking whore. Like she was a total whore. <laughs> I, she has a date. Well, they made a Netflix show. Yeah, I saw that about Jenny Rivera. I haven't checked it out. I've been watching the Luis Miguel because. I kind of knew who he was, but not really. The, so the funny thing is, my dad's a huge fan of Luis Miguel. Really? Yeah, huge fan. But I'm not getting into detail why he's a huge fan. But like, it's it's fucked up. But regardless <laughs> of the fact, regardless <laughs> of the fact that, uh, yeah. Uh, but when he got into Luis Miguel, I got into it too. And but the thing is, I didn't know the the records that he done were past. You know, records that from um, what's that called? What's that? Um, it's I can't remember the name of the, the it's, um, uh, let me see. I'm going to fucking forget about it. Uh, oh. Sorry, folks. <laughs> it's fun. 
Uh, I usually blank out sometimes too when I'm thinking. I'm like, oh, I know what it is. Los, I forgot. Uh, los tres seres. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, that kind, that kind of music. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. So, yeah, I didn't know that he made. Uh, I don't know they were covers. I didn't know that at all. But whenever I heard these guys, I was like, oh wow, you know. I was just like, I fell in love. Like I fell in, like, even though those songs are about love and about relationships and all that other stuff, I really fell in love with those. With those, uh, oh, boleros. There you go. There, yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. But um, no, I really fell in love with those, uh, that type of music. Yeah, dude. It, there's just something about it that kind of sends you back in time. Like, Mike. Like, was it? We were chilling with my, my grandpa one time, and. Um, I guess he was just in his feelings because, you know, my grandmother had recently passed. So they wanted to put on some music for him to be happy. And um, mm-hmm. they put on Los Panchos, or if I forget what they're called, the trio. Yeah. And um, they're kind of the same, you know, all guitar, singing about love songs. And, like, he broke out in, like, the tears because that's the music he grew up with. And I guess that, you know, the music that him and my grandmother listened to. Yeah. So I was on Pandora and I was like, fuck it, might as well, you know, check it out. Let's see what's, you know, what he liked about it. And I was just blown away. I was like, wow, this music's so fucking good. Yeah. And it's just guitars and just singing. And it takes you back to, like, a simpler time where yeah. it's like, yeah. this is it. This is It, it kind of takes you back to Mexico in a way. And you're like, fuck, who's the love of my life? Do I have to go find this person yeah. now? <laughs> the, 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 the funny thing is that uh, whenever I did find these, uh, my mom was telling me that, yeah, your grandpa loved this music love this music and <clears throat> whenever he was uh shout out to my grandpa my uh rest in peace i love them but whenever uh he played music like this it just reminded me how just you know to think back and relax and you know, enjoy these enjoy this music you know because to be honest um whenever he did pass away when i went to mexico that one year um that was the last time i've been and that, this was, i think he passed away 2018 or 2017 but when i did uh went there was a record store that i really wanted to get into and i think um when i did go there was the music that he listened to and i really wanted to get in there and just explore and uh, there's not many very there's not really much record stores in Mexico but because um, none of them sell actual records some of them actually sell still sell, still sell cassette tapes yeah because they're not up with the you know the technology over there but they do have CDs um, but I really wanted to go crate digging in Mexico which was I'm pretty sure I would, I'd probably find a lot of gems a lot of gems yeah and uh, whenever uh I brought this up, brought this up to my music with my mom when I was hearing it. You know, she was, I had to basically change it because I knew for sure he was, she was going to probably cry. For sure. For sure. I was like, damn it. I'm like, all right. That's the same with my mom. Um, so my grandfather's another person that got me into music. He's the one that got my, got me my first guitar. Mm-hmm. And my grandpa, he liked, he liked music like that. This is my mom's dad, so. He liked old school music like that. He was born in the 50s. He grew up in the 50s, so he liked a lot of doo-wop, Elvis, a lot of oldies music. But when it came to Spanish music, it was a lot of um, Tejano music. Yeah. You know, that's he kind of grew up during like the Tejano craze when it started getting super big in like the 70s and stuff like that. Um, so that's what the music my mom grew up with. So when he passed, 
um, we couldn't listen to it. Yeah. I couldn't listen to it because that's all I remember growing up, listening yeah. to Tejano music. And there's this festival that we have, or it's a concert, I guess you can say, um, that happens in September, I think, or October. It's like a Tejano festival. Mm-hmm. And they got a lot of old school Tejano bands and artists that come. Yeah. And I remember him taking me. Him and my, my grandmother would take me. And I would just remember the music. So um, Tejano music holds a big place in my heart. Especially, I mean, we were from Texas, but just the music like that, like Emilio and, um, and just everybody else, Selena and all that, it, it holds a big part. So it's like sometimes I love listening to it, but it reminds me of my grandfather, so I can't really like... Yeah, I was like after a while, and I was like, I gotta change it because you know it'll bring yeah. back memories and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, I have a question for you. Exactly, what are you listening to nowadays? Like, what is what is your go to artist now? Like, whenever, well, you, well, it depends. Well, I'm guessing it depends on the mood, correct? Yes, it always depends on the mood. Depends on the day. Depends on everything. Okay, if there was no mood, what was what's your go to right now? Uh, anything new? Anything if there old? was no mood right now, well. Damn, that's, don't worry. A, that's a hard one to pick. Don't, don't worry, because I'm going to get the same question. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm going to get the same question. Damn, if there was no mood, I think I would turn on... The first thing would probably be uh, Tame Impala. One of Tame Impala's songs and many of the great ones they have. Current? Uh, no. One, Lonerism. Lonerism oh, okay. would be a good one to start off with. Um, actually, you know what? Yeah, that's kind of like the first thing. If I get up in the morning, if it's Saturday morning... That's kind of like the first things I put on on the record player. Just like, mm-hmm. let it play. So it's lonerism. That's no mood. That's just me like, eh, I'll put this one today. Whatever. Yeah. Who cares? And that kind of sets the mood for everything else. So, uh, For me, uh, if there was no mood, uh, I'd probably pick Tribe Claw Quest, their first album. Oh, that's a great album. Yeah. Fucking great album. Yeah. Like, I, I uh, it's just... About that, the thing is, a lot of people give slack because it still feels uh, dirty from the very back. You know how the sound mixing and everything. But that's how it was back then, you know? And I guess they didn't have the right uh, equipment to record. But whenever they did, I was like, whenever they released it on, you know, Apple and everything and I bought it, I was like, yeah, I can understand why people say say the things they said. But for that, mm, Tropical Quest, you know, the classics. Another one that uh, I have no mood to is probably uh, I'm a I don't know if you know but I love Deftones. Deftones are probably my. Favorite. That's a lot of everyone's mood right now. Deftones. I've noticed that a lot lately. Yeah, and I've never really got into them. I forgive me, but it's like okay, so what's the hype about Deftones? That's you know that's my question. So, man, I can't even really tell you. I can't I can't give you a straight answer with that. I really can't because. Whenever I, because I started listening to Deftones when White Pony came out. Okay. White Pony came out. Change. I'm pretty sure everyone loves Change. Change is probably their most famous song. But to be honest, I like White Pony. But my favorite album has to probably be um, the one after when she died. Um, Diamond Eyes. Okay. Yeah. But... uh, to be honest, like the whole vibe of them and, and the songs that they release is amazing. Like they've gone through so much shit, you know, from their original basis. She, when he passed away from that car accident, 
uh, through a bunch of you know just you know how you know how bands are you know they were about to break up and that one album was saturday night wrist that was their you know they were just because chino was doing a lot of drugs yeah and you know he was just trying to get something out there but and that was another album that i enjoyed a lot even though like people didn't know what was going on behind the scenes but when it comes to deftones if i throw one on it has probably have to be diamond eyes or koino yokin mm-hmm. um their recent uh album they released a couple months back um eh, it's all right i can't i mean it's people expect you know sound from the back then i mean but you can't expect everything like how the first album was you have to experiment i mean what do you think like how you know think about kendrick lamar when he released uh, good kid mad city people wanted that on the second album but whenever i released whenever we, we got um pimp a butterfly the pimp a butterfly i was kind of amazed and you know how uh, i love that album and not people do i mean not many people love that album and because they were expecting Good Kid, Mad City, but he threw a curveball with the whole jazz influence and yeah. everything. That was, I liked that. I was like, okay, I see what you're doing, Kendrick. I see and, what you're doing. And then whenever he did release that, I I found new artists: Kamasi Washington, Thundercat, Thundercats. Thundercat is a fucking beast. And and my cousin has worked uh, with Thundercat, like you know, with shows and everything. Yeah, man, uh, I'm gonna say this. But that guy's too talented, to be honest. I've seen him. I've seen him play and stuff like that. Not like personally, but I've seen him like on YouTube. My God, that dude is that. I don't know. And he's a Grammy, and and he's a Grammy, uh, Grammy winner, which it's fucking nuts. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. And um, uh, who else did I discover when I? I think those two artists. Whenever I discovered um, uh, that album. And I love it. I love it when albums, when new albums from you, the original album. Like, sorry, whenever you do, you listen to a regular uh, artist and you discover other people. That's what makes the library grow. From you know, I yeah. love it. And uh, also, when I'm at work, uh, I hear a lot of people jam out to other music, and I hate to be that one guy where I have to put Shazam on to find out who that artist is. Don't be, don't be afraid. I do that. I do that all the time. Or I hate asking. That's the one Who thing. Who is that? Yeah. You know. I hate asking. I have to be like low key about it and just be like. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, I don't got no signal. Yeah. Like <laughs> hand in the air with my phone. And like, I'm, and the other thing is that, um, I don't know if you, uh, I got into, I can't remember what album, what it was. One of the ASAP Rocky albums. Um <sighs> can't remember which one it was i think it was let me see uh i think it was after it's the one with um lsd okay okay that album there was a one sample that i didn't know i was like man where's this sample i know i've heard this sample before turns out it was one of the bands uh it was sort of a it's like a jazz band um l L michael's affair Okay. Yeah. So I got into that, and I'm starting to fall in love with jazz now. Like how, like yeah, how that how it's orchestrated and everything. Like it's orchestrated kind of like jazz music, and and then uh, what was the other one? Uh, I'm pretty sure you've seen on TikTok the Adult Swim meme. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, the 
not uh, bad, bad, not go or good. I can't remember the name of the band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I got into them as well, but before that whole Adult Swim got you know taken over, uh, I don't want to sound like a fucking hipster saying. <laughs> I knew about them before they even blew yeah, up. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like I don't want to sound like a total fucking hipster saying that, but no. Um, I oh, what? Uh, I can't remember what. Um, album they were on oh no it was a track um it's from oh god sorry folks uh jonah you know and when i did hear it uh it's called nervous with the band bad bad not good bad bad not good okay so when i did hear that i was like okay and I love it when Spotify recommends me new artists. I'm just like, okay, I can actually, you know, find something new. And I spend hours and hours of just dissecting albums and just where the sound goes. I love it. Well, apparently you and I are the same. Because <laughs> whenever they give me new music or like um, the beginning of the week where it's like Monday and it's like, hey, check these out, you know, for your playlist. Um I listen to the whole thing and I'm like, okay, Spotify gave me this. I don't really dig this. I don't really dig that. But um, I find a lot of artists through Spotify that like on new music Fridays and I'm like, this is pretty good. And some of them like, oh, this is pretty trash. Mainly I get a lot of hip hop and it's a lot of trap. And I'm like, okay, I like trap, but not as much. But um, yeah, I am the same way where it's like, I like, I like dissecting certain sounds and I'm yeah. like, okay, I want to check this band out. This sounds pretty cool. Um, there's a lot of bands that I've done that before with my Spotify. Uh, if I can look for them, my Spotify kind of acts slow sometimes. Um, and sometimes I even rediscover artists that I haven't listened to in a long ass time. Yeah. Like, this is funny because like Chris Brown, I haven't listened to Chris Brown in like years. <laughs> and I was like, damn, this shit used to pop. And I was listening to a lot of his like some of his hits and some of the stuff that I like from his other albums. And I was like, damn, I forgot about Chris Brown, you know, and I know everything got caught up with the whole scandal and everything that happened to him. Um, but I like when, I like when I can go back to like stuff that I used to listen to back in like high school and all that. Cause you know, you had a different musical taste when you were in high school than you yeah. are. Do you, you know? Yeah. And, and the funny thing is while I'm at work and, uh, it's funny when when someone has the aux cord and they're playing something. Uh, one of my one of my coworkers plays like two thousands like hip hop and R and B. Yeah, I'm like, dude, oh man, <laughs> it, it, it reminds me how fucking old I am. It reminds me how old I am. I'm just like, dude, like I would hear the Yin Yang Twins and the East Side Boys. I'm just like, oh god. <laughs> I'm just like, oh dude, man. I actually saw the Yin Yang Twins. Uh, they were at Free Press, I think that year I went. And I was like, I barely remember it because I know it was high. Um, but I was like, okay, cool. I seen the Yin Yang Twins. They played that one song that everybody got crunk to. All right. I did see T-Pain. T-Pain does pretty go hard. He goes pretty lit live. Oh, really? Yeah. And, you know, everybody's... He gets so much shit. He gets so much shit. He does because autotune, but... I mean, the dude is a fucking genius. Yeah. He's a genius. The way he, I remember, I think it was an interview. He was like, he's like, I discovered autotune, but he's like, I didn't even use it for like a year or two. Yeah. He's like, I, I studied it. I learned about it. He's like, I even talked to the person who 
who uh, created AutoTune before I even used it. He was like, this was something that I wanted to master before I even started using it. Yeah. And then you see his career where he blew up and he's like one of the biggest people to use AutoTune. Yeah. So. I think after he stopped making music and then he stopped, after he, after he stopped making music, then Future came around and then he just took over the whole AutoTune thing. Yeah. But then again, I'm just like, I don't know, man. I'm very indifferent when it comes to future, but people like the misogyny and everything that comes with it. But like, I can understand where it comes from. Like you want to get on your bad side and be like, yeah, I fucked three bitches (laughs) one night. You know what I mean? Like I can understand that whole part, but like, but like, I'm not that type of dude where I would do that type of shit. You know what I mean? Like, it just, it's just. <laughs> some people just want to sing, they fuck your bitch and, and some Gucci, Gucci flip flops. flops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's it. I, me personally, I'm, I'm, a future's okay. I just feel like he gets kind of overused. Yeah, it's, it's very repetitive and I'm just like, dude, stop. But then again, there's some jams that he has out there that I can get with, but, um, but yeah, back to, uh, Whenever they do play the 2000s music, I'm just like, dude, it's it's just, it it throws me back, throws me back to middle school, throws me back to high school. I'm just like, oh, God, dude. Like, Chingy was, I heard Chingy. (laughs) Chingy. Nobody's heard of Chingy in, like, 15 years. This was Holiday Inn. (laughs) This was Holiday Inn, Snoop Dogg. Yeah, I don't know who else is on it, but I, I heard it, and I was like, oh, God. God, 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 God. I was like, dude, I used to listen to this shit? Like, this is fucking terrible. But like then again, I'm just like okay, I can understand how it, how good it is, how good it was back then. Yeah, I mean it led the way for so many other artists like to come through and just like fuck it, you know. Yeah, like another one, um, fucking Pitbull. <laughs> I remember he like was so big in like high school, and I was like okay, I was like okay, what's okay? Pitbull's cool, okay, yeah. And then I, I kind of got obsessed with Pitbull for a while, because I was like, "What is what is up with this guy? Why is he so? What is up with him?" And like, I dug into like his discography a little bit, and I was like, "Okay, okay, okay, okay." And then he released some other stuff, and I was like, "Okay, I'm digging it." He's going for that little electro vibe they were doing like in the early 2000s. I mean, early to 2010s, yeah, 2011. Dead get on, yeah, yeah, the EDM scene. Oh my god, I. I remember that so vividly and I was like oh. I listened to some stuff back then when I was in high school and I'm like why <laughs> <laughs> the, the funny thing is when the EDM scene was there like at the uh, 2010s people were discovering Dead Mouse, people were discovering Skrillex people were discovering Boys Noise uh, Porter Robinson um, just that's when dubstep was an actual thing. I was like, I remember that, and, and, now, and everybody was using it. Yeah, everybody was using it. Everybody was, and I was just like, oh god. But I was one of those people like, yeah, fuck yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, me too. But um, now that years has passed by, um, I'm just like, uh, if I play this song, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna get embarrassed for playing this shit. But then again, I'm just <laughs> like, uh, I enjoy it every now and then as a guilty pleasure. Speaking of guilty pleasures, what is your guilty pleasure album that you? Um, it has artist, to be. It artist. has to be in sync. Really? It has to be in sync. Their first I mean, album. Come on, I mean, it's that's not, it's it's not guilty pleasure anymore. But I will throw that album on, and I will sing all the damn songs. I was obsessed with In Sync as a child. I was like, it, it, I yeah, love this band. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I was more of In Sync too as well. But like, Backstreet Boys had a lot of bangers too as well they did um 
and I always get into this not argument, but the like this comfort comfort cumbers conversation. conversation with people. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, look, Backstreet Boys were cool, but they didn't got JT. Yeah, <laughs> true, true. Yeah, true. And a lot of people usually say that like, yeah, JT was the band. But if you listen to the other individual members of NSYNC, oh, yeah, they, they all had great voices. Yeah. And, you know, it all just blended in. You couldn't really hear them all at single I mean, at one time, but just beautiful voices. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And the dance moves and the videos were great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't remember which one it was where they they act like toys. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Bye Bye Bye. Yeah. No, it wasn't Bye no. Bye Bye. It was going to be May. Yeah. That one. Uh, I remember that I remember seeing that video on TRL Man, TRL, holy shit <laughs> That's going way back Yeah, that's Wait, That was a thing nah, Now it's not a thing No, it's no. like, fuck it, you have videos on YouTube Release them on YouTube Yeah, um, yeah. I remember seeing that on TRL for the very first time And I was just like, wow And for, this was like months Of hearing this And then I'm like, dude, stop Stop, <laughs> stop, 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 stop Okay, another question is, what is your what's your first album that you've? Because I'm because what's the first album have you ever gotten? Because purchased might look myself with my own money. Yeah. Well, yeah. So the first well first two albums that I purchased with my own money um, were Van Halen's first album and Stevie okay. Ray Vaughan's first album. Okay. And it's funny because uh, shout out to my cousin Josh. My cousin was like picking on me he was like fuck van halen he's like i hope van halen gets cancer and, and dies but he was just being stupid oh man and then fucking years later he dies of cancer and i told him i was like you're a fucking dick dude for saying shit like that oh man but those were my first two albums and um it's weird because you're like blues and then like i guess you can consider like heavy rock heavy metal whatever you want to call it at the yeah. time um but yeah, dude. I mean, those were my first two albums that I bought with my own money. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get so much shit pie from everybody from your fans, but I don't care. <laughs> I remember when I was six. I think it was six or seven when the movie came out, and I'm pretty sure you know where you're going with. I mean, you probably know where I'm going. Are you saying Shrek? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, Shrek was way past my way past seven. So now, when this movie came out. Don't get me wrong. There was there's a there's a couple in there. My parents bought me the Space Jam soundtrack. Oh my god, that shit has bangers. I'm not even gonna fucking that's that's a great ass album, man. That's a fucking great ass album. <laughs> no, but like I'm just saying. But I didn't buy it with my own money. My parents bought it for me because yeah. I was so like I don't get me wrong. I love Michael Jordan. And the movie itself, and this is like before when he before he won his fifth or sixth ring. I don't remember when was it, but when I heard it, I was like, okay, I enjoyed it. And then whenever I had my own money, uh, man, I mean, get so much shit for this one as well. Uh, uh, this was two thousand two thousand one. This is when new metal was a thing. I'm gonna say Limp Bizkit. Yes. Oh my god, this that was, was great. This, this was Limp Bizkit, uh the hot chocolate starfish or whatever. Yeah, it was like hot dog water, starfish, yeah, hot, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, to be honest, he's more of a guilty pleasure, to be honest. He's a yeah. guilty pleasure. And sure, he has songs, and sure, I love his bassist. I love the bassist of that band. Uh, the guitarist, weirdo, 
good guitarist. But uh, yeah, he was a uh, yeah. He was out of there, dude. He was uh, that album was out there. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. Limp Bizkit has some bangers. Limp, Limp Bizkit will fucking get you lit. Yeah. Um, was it called Break Stuff? I forgot that which one is it. That one was not on that album. But I think it was the album before it was Break Stuff. Yeah, that one. Whenever it plays at emo night. People get into it and people look at me because I know the words and I'm like, this shit was was badass. <laughs> uh, speaking of emo night, uh, last night uh, this was I was at work. I was gonna go pick up my money, and uh, I was just there chilling out, hanging out with my my buds. Uh, we were just there. Were just I was just there just to chill. I'm not gonna say where I work because I don't want people to find me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they probably can beat the shit out of me. No. Um, no, I was out there, you know, chilling out, and then the guy that runs the whole uh, music, he's just playing emo shit. Yeah. Everybody was like, what the fuck's going on, you know? And I'm pretty sure he can probably do DJ uh, emo night, DJ emo night for Barbella. Oh, my gosh. I, he probably could do a better job. I know I can do a better job. And I'm not talking shit about the, the, about the DJ. He's, he's pretty good, but the thing is... And this is just my opinion. Um, he does play a lot of songs twice. He doesn't really venture into more emo territory. Like, yeah, you can play the bangers, Hawthorne Heights, Fall Out Boy, Paramore, Panic at the Disco. But there's other obscure bands that they don't really put into. And there's a lot of newer bands um, that you can put out. I forgot the name of one of them. Um, Under Oath. Underworld is a good one. They play a lot of Underworld. They play the shit out of Underworld. Um, I know the name of the of the group. It's called um, Belmont. Is it Belmont? I think so. Uh, I think I know yeah, you're... Belmont. Belmont is. They have that emo sound, but it's a, it's a lot of pop punk too. You know, they we claim an emo night, but it's pop punk emo and stuff like that. Yeah, they were playing a lot of pop punk uh, emo shit last night. And uh, <laughs> oh man! And then after that, he was playing Will Smith's Greatest Hits, which is so, oh my gosh, which is hilarious! Because <laughs> he was trying to get the people out of there because we, yeah. we were just locked up and, and we were just trying to just get everything. Uh, people were just people were drinking, and I didn't want to take part of that. I was just more of just like you know, chilling, uh, chilling, you know, get R and R, you know, being with the guys. And uh, yeah, dude, whenever we play Will Smith. Everybody just left. I was like, yep, it's over, dude. It's over. But we still had like one, I think we had like one couple. I'm not even sure they were a couple, but they were out there just minding their own business, getting high. But like, it was just hilarious how they, we were just playing all that shit on the intercoms. Like, it was just hilarious. It was hilarious hearing uh, I mean, Big you, Willie style, you know? You got to get on the floor when you hear getting jiggy with yeah, it. Yeah, yo, that thing was loud. Whenever he played it, jiggy with it, it was fucking loud. It was loud, and like you were like we were talking about before, like Will Smith used fucking Nile Rodgers, you know his, his yeah, sample with Chic and all that, yeah. and that kind of I remember listening to that. And I was like, this song this sounds very funky, and then I started listening to like who he used, and I was like, okay, Chic, and I was like, okay, Nile Rodgers. Me not knowing who was who he was in a, as a kid, but then I'm like, Nile Rodgers is my god, that that man is a great guitar player, and his music that he did with Chic. My God, freak out, you know, and the sample that will, I mean, some of these guys are so smart with the sample. Like I told my girlfriend, 
it's not the artist who makes the song. It's the producer who does. Yeah. It's the producer finds the beat. He finds the sample. He puts it together so perfectly to make it sound the way it is. You know, that sounds like like Kanye is the producer for some of his stuff. Um, a lot of his, a lot of Jay Z stuff on the Black album was Kanye. Yeah, and you can tell it was Kanye. Yeah. Some of, he might have wrote some of the verses, some of the stuff that he produced. Um, but yeah, producers make the album, man. I really personally believe that. Yeah, they don't get enough credit than no, they, they, they should. They really don't. And who's your favorite producer besides Kanye? Um, I have like, I have several. It's really hard to pinpoint. I like, well, I like Kevin Parker. Kevin Parker's a really good producer. Uh, Tame Impala, of course. I like Butch Fig, you know, classic. But Butch Walker. Um, Jay Dilla has probably been one of my favorite. Jay Dilla, hands down, fucking, fucking, you know, fucking beast, dude. Um, some of the hip hop guys too. Who else? Um, was it uh, Just Blaze? Just Blaze is really good as well. Yeah. Um, I can't think of any more, but there's a lot of producers that I'm like, I follow, and I'm like, you yeah. guys are fucking great. Yeah. Uh, Manny Fresh. Uh, I saw him break down like his not not his original stuff from you know from from his older stuff but whenever i saw him break down uh one of a beat that he was creating i was like yo like this didn't seem like very uh simple that he was doing but he broke it down to like i don't know i'm i'm so lost for words for what he did and like I, I I don't know. It, it's just it's crazy. Another um, one who's like that is Timbaland. Yeah, Timbaland is Tim, another one. Yeah, and Pharrell. Pharrell are just like, how the fuck did you come up with that? Yeah, it's crazy. And then I don't know who the producer who produced Weekend's album, not Starboy, but recently I I didn't pay attention to his album. I wasn't much of a Weekend fan. Don't get me wrong, guys. I, but like after, I think when this album came out, the one that just after on, as an after hours or after, something like that. After hours, I got into him. I started listening to his music, and I, I started liking his stuff. But like his older stuff was actually really good too. But one of the songs, it's called "Secrets from Secrets from uh, Starboy" album. There's a sample from "Tears for Fears." Yeah, and I was like, dude. That, that's crazy how he just flipped it on it, like flipped it on that track. And a lot of people, well, a lot of the main producers that was on Starboy was Daft Punk. Yeah. yeah. So it, you know, and then they're, they help, dude, they're great producers as well. Yeah. The, uh, man. The, have you seen, it's not their video, but it's like a video of breaking down Discovery and like all the samples and how they used them. And oh my God, I'm like, how the, f- that takes, a really great ear to be like, okay, yeah, d- d- you know. And they're very, perf- they're perfectionists. They're v- perfectionists. And um, I can't remember what documentary. I think this was the documentary whenever they did um, their latest album where uh, where Julian Casablancas was there, Giorgio. Uh, oh, uh, Random Access Memories. Yeah. I have that one, actually. So, I have that one as well. So. Yeah, I think there was a documentary. Not a documentary, but there was. It was a series. Yeah, it, it was, was a series, series on each of the songs. Yeah. So whenever I saw that and they were explaining how much work and how many hours and, and the stuff that they used, I was just like, wow, dude, they actually put in the time and how many years to get it right in the way they want it. But like for certain artists, it's just not like that. 
like you know they don't take the time to do it and probably they, some of them don't even have the time to actually spend years yeah on perfecting on what to go on this album because the record the record companies are like hey we need this album real yeah. quick yeah. and with like Daft Punk since they're so respected I guess they're just like go ahead and work on what you want to work on yeah and you know yeah and how long, how long was that album like how long ago was that album? it would um 2012 2013 i don't remember when was it It might have been 2014 so it's been a while um let me check and see but yeah i remember it and i was like oh shit daft punk is coming out with another album and it's just like the hype was so fucking real about it yeah everybody was like trying to figure out what the songs were gonna sound like that they're very genius as well with marking when they just gave you like a couple like seconds of a song and you're like what the fuck what is this it sounds good and then people like try to dissect it yeah um damn let me see where was i going uh 2013 so that was about like six that was about eight years ago yeah my god but whenever uh the closest thing of me getting daft punk was justice that's probably the closest thing you'll probably get if you ever Folks, if you ever see Justice on a on a flyer of a festival, go because I'm pretty sure that's probably the closest thing you ever get to, to Daft Punk. Because the cross album, the cro- yeah, that yeah. first song, yeah, my God, yeah. that can start a fucking rave, yeah. like that, yeah. And seeing them live twice, and then they've released live albums, and they released other things as well. And uh, what's his name? Gaspard released his solo debut as well. I didn't get I didn't get a chance to listen to it, but when I do, I'm probably gonna you know sit down and just enjoy it. But um, whenever uh, they came, when I went to see him the second time, uh, about a few months later, they released they're alive, but it's not the one where it's like you hear the crowd. Yeah, they play. It's a live DJ set, and then I can actually. I was just like amazed on because whenever I did see the festival, they had mics for them to record on that on that show. Yeah, and I thought it was oh, like I think they're working on a live album, and I was just like, oh, dude, I really hope they release it, you know, sometime later. But when they did, it was just a regular studio live album, which is really good. I have not seen Justice, but I remember this guy telling me about Justice. He was like, dude, check out this band. And it was their cross album. And I was like, okay. The first song I heard was Dance. And I was yeah. like, yeah, Dance is really dance yeah. is really catchy. Yeah. But then I heard the rest of the stuff. And then I, a couple months ago, I went through the whole album again. And I was like, fuck. I mean. How I, how I first discovered uh, Justice was when I was working at Sonic. This was 2008, 2009. Or, I can't remember. I was making 525 an hour. The DJ plays dance yeah and i was like what is this and i i was like i had a call like the radio i'm like yo what is this who is playing right now oh that was justice but you know dance by justice like okay so i go on youtube and this is when youtube was like blowing up and i heard and i saw the video i was like wow like they get into it they really get into it have you heard of breakbot yeah breakbot is kind of like another bangers i know yeah doesn't get so he's so underrated and not a lot of people know about him it was i who did i learn it from i think it was my i think i discovered and then i told my brother my my younger brother 
not a lot of people say this, but my younger brother is the one that kind of showed me a lot more music. Because I have my own music taste, and I showed him to stuff, but he showed me a lot more things. Yeah. Um, he's more open to more things. But I showed him BreakBot, and BreakBot is like, my God. He has these mixtapes. I don't know if you've heard of them. Um, he had one for, like, Valentine's Day. He had one for some other days. But these mixtapes are so good. It's just DJ mixing and stuff like that, but they're so good. They're, like, 45 to an hour hour yeah. long. Yeah. Um, was it the Chocolate album that the uh, one? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was the one that he got kind of uh, mixed was, up with some lawsuits with Bruno Mars and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> nah, the, the inspiration about the Chocolate album, he got that from Chicago. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. So most of, because most of those guys from from Ed Bangers are really inspired from people like you know from uh, from Chicago. Uh, a lot of like disco. Most most of the stuff is like disco. But the one person, not just Justice, but uh, Sebastian, is mm-hmm. also a good one. I, I never got a chance to see him live, but when I do, it's probably gonna be fucking amazing. But he's also uh, uh, best friends with uh, Tomas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Uh, he was it's 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 crazy how you know he's a big part of uh headbangers and how much he controls and seeing that uh shows a lot because people i haven't i've been wanting a sebastian album for a, a while um uh for a while he released one i think two years ago but i didn't get a chance to hear it but people want more and it takes a while for them to get things done out of there yeah, because you have to find inspiration. You have to find the certain mood you want for the album. Got to go crate digging. Got to find something that will go. Because I've been there myself since I'm a musician as well. I'm like, this sound sounds good. And then like a couple of weeks later, it sounds like trash. Take it out, you know. Yeah. So you got to go back to the drawing board, do something again. Um, like the intro song, I came up with that. And that was like two different songs that I had uh, messed around with uh, because at the time I was really into Albert Hammond Jr. and like the Strokes. Okay, I love the Strokes, but Stroke, at this moment yeah. I was just yeah. like in this very mood. I had seen him and I had seen um, somebody else like in the same week. Um, yeah, I saw him and Pale Waves like back to back, and um, yeah, I was just like in this Albert Hammond mood. And that's how I came up with the song. It, it was like two different songs, but I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna mix this together and put this so that it, it ended up becoming my um, my intro song for the for the podcast. When so. you recorded that, did you record that here in here in the apartment, or do you? No, this it? was like uh, like a year or two, maybe like f- three years ago, maybe oh, wow. four. Um, this was on just GarageBand. Oh, okay, it was just cool. me, guitar, bass, and I had programmed the drums. Okay, cool. So, um, but I have been wanting to get back into music and recording. It's just I've been so busy and I haven't really had any inspirations. But um, it takes a while. It, really it does, does. It does because I've just been doing podcasts yeah. and I like podcasts. Um, but um, I have to get back into it. It takes a while, like you said, you yeah. know. And then you've seen me on Sundays where I'm just. You know, at yeah, church, yeah, and yeah. I'm just like, okay, this is it. This, I, there is nothing. That's just me turned off. Yeah. There's not me any inspiration. There's not me trying to. It's just turned off, and I'm just playing whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I don't really get any inspiration when I'm playing up there. Yeah. No, so. I can, I completely understand that because, uh, you know, it's not fun playing. You know, I don't I don't know how to even word this. It's not fun playing for like. Just to play, just to play. 
people there this is Chino has a side band called Team Sleep and Crosses and whenever they were doing that side gig they were like oh you know they were fun and they, there was a lot of inspiration behind that you know they were just playing for the fun of it and just making tracks until Wonder Brothers so I'm like hey so when's the next album you know what I mean and that kind of kills the moment that yeah because you're just like it. this is just for fun hanging out with friends making music and then someone's like we want more yeah and you're trying to like milk the cow and yeah. stuff like I, I hate that who there's another group that was like that um I forgot who it was I'm drawing a blank, but um, they were the same way. It was just a side project, and it got a lot of praise. Oh, um, what's it called? Them Crooked Vultures with Josh Homme, um, uh, John Paul Jones, and uh, Dave Grohl. It's just oh, a trio. Okay, 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 yeah, okay, okay. that okay. debut album was fucking lit and amazing. Great album. But a lot of people were like, okay, so when's the next one? And they're like, what do you mean? Yeah, you know, hey, we have other bands. We have Queens of the Stone Age. We have well, he he's not doing Led Zeppelin anymore. Um, we have Foo Fighters. He's like, we're so busy, we don't have time to do this. You know, it was just for fun. Yeah, but you know, as can music consumers, we kind of do get kind of fucked up in a way like that. Where we're like, we want new music now. Okay, you just released the album. We want new music now, man. <sighs> It's like that with me now, dude. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's stuff that I, I'm listening to now that was released maybe two, three years ago. But, like, I like the fact that I'm listening to stuff that has released two, three years ago that I did not discover. Because, uh, you know, sponsor, I, I wish they would sponsor you, you know, Shazam or Sound, Soundhound or whatever. But maybe one day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, unfortunately, if I didn't have that, dude, man... Yeah. I, I probably no, would, I probably be listening to the same three, four, five, maybe eight <laughs> albums on repeat. But the thing is, uh, for that without them, I wouldn't have the musical not musical. Well, I wouldn't have the taste that I would have today. And people would be like, "Oh, I didn't know you listened to this." Yada yada yada. So, yeah, dude, Soundhound has saved my life and has changed my life as well. I have so many songs I have not put on my phone just from uh, downloading. Yeah. I have another list on my computer. I, I screenshot it because it, it kind of removed all my songs. But I, there's stuff I haven't even, like, in my history that I've never, like, downloaded. And it's new music that, to me, it's new. Yeah. Like, when I go to Barbarella, 80s night, uh, 90s night, um, even, like, New Noise. New Noise is one of the good nights that I like going to because they play. I've never been. It's fun. It's really it's really cool. It's a really It's real chill. Um, it does get kind of packed sometimes on Fridays, but it's, um, I was expecting 90 night, 90s night would be the most. Exciting. 90s night does get packed. 90s does get packed, but uh, that's on a Thursday, so you know, depending on if you don't have to work on Friday, people do go on Thursdays. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm expecting probably like a lot of Nirvana. <laughs> uh, not really. Really, it's mainly wow. a lot of like. Wow. From what I remember, Aaliyah, Nelly, they do dip into the 2000s a little bit. They do play some Selena. Uh, oh, God. They don't really play that much Nirvana. There's a couple of times where they'll play one. Um, they play the Smashing Pumpkins. Okay. They've done Hole a couple of times. I'm guessing this is the hits, correct? Some of the hits, yeah. Sometimes not really that much. That's, I mean, that's the thing with DJing. And I'm in the process of, like, practicing again of DJing because I bought a turntable last year during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, 
I try to I really want to stay away from hits when I practice I really want to do obscure b-sides that people are like well, what the fuck I've never heard this song before I'm like yeah dude it's on the same album that you listen to all the time but yeah. you just never give it the time of day yeah <laughs> now the last time I actually did a DJ set was 2019 of December the 28th 2019 I was supposed to uh, go to I was supposed to be in Dallas I'm not even supposed to be even be here I was supposed to be in Dallas um, for work and uh I had an opportunity of talking to a lot of people to move me there and get me where I was supposed to be over there. Yeah. But, um, God, fucking COVID, dude. It ruined everything. And it ruined plans and it ruined everything. But, unfortunately, it it turned out great because, you know, I would have met the people that I would have met today. You know, you. Yes. Um, But uh, that was a crazy night. I I mean it was crazy. I uh, you remember okay, you know, you remember where um, Dave and I was set up the second one, the last one, yeah, the Houston Post Office, yeah, the main building. Okay, so there was a warehouse party going on. It was private. Um, uh, I'm not sure who set it up. It was private owner. They wanted just to do something. So one of the promoters was basically saying, "Hey, we need a couple of DJs to be there." I'm like, "All right, cool." So like I got there. I had my set list ready, and then I re- I played an unreleased Frank Ocean song. It was Cayendo. It was remixed by Justice, and the crowd went wild. Really? Yeah, crowd went wild because they weren't ex- not expecting that. That was the last song I played for them. And man, I gotta say, man, that was probably the funnest night I've ever had in a while. And I, and I had many funny, very fun nights, but that was probably the best night. I. All the trials and tribulations of, you know, getting to that point and, and being there and seeing the crowd dance and move. Hey, man, if you're on a DJ set and your crowd does not move. There's something wrong. There's something wrong with you. For sure, dude. And it's funny because I tell that to my girlfriend. We're there and I'm like, down. The DJ's not doing anything yeah. good. Because, um, you know, there's some people that get into it. But you the main goal is to get just keep everybody on the dance floor. Yeah. You know, they might move, they're tired, they're getting alcohol or whatever, but the goal is to keep them on the dance floor. Yeah. If you play some bogus BS, that's not going to, it's not going to work out, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and throughout that whole entire night, I was like, yo, <laughs> yo. And this was, I want to say this was at least about maybe 200 people, 200. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it was a huge, it was a huge uh, area that we were in. And after the set was done, it was like an hour and a half set, two hours probably. But I, I was just done. I, it was just like literally three o'clock in the morning. People were still going at it. And I was like, no, I'm done. So the next person who was after me, they played, um, uh, what's that one song called? Um, oh, This Is How We Do It by, uh, yeah, by yeah. Yeah. Montreal. <laughs> um, yeah, there was a whole like dance off. It was it was fun. It was all good times, and, and to be honest, I wish I could relive that all over again. But you know, nights like that, dude, are always always fun. Um, one of the nights I remember before COVID happened um, was um, the night I went to go see Tim and Paula. Oh yeah, that was mind blowing. I um, so long story short behind that. 
I bought a ticket from this guy who couldn't go anymore. Oh, his girlfriend couldn't go because she was going to a bachelorette party in Vegas. Uh-huh. I go, and my friend Edwin was going with me. Shout out to Edwin. Um, I got there like four hours, no, five hours before the show started. Before the gates were going to open. This was like at one or two o'clock in the afternoon. Line was already long. So I get in, and the first band that they had open up for them was like this obscure band from was it it was not the netherlands it was somewhere in europe um and they were great they were great they sounded they had like a very um traditional sound from where they're from um but then when tame impala came on i mean there was balloons there was confetti laser show um, it played the hits, you know, I was a little drunk. It, it was just, it was great. That's one of the nights that I will remember. Um, that's like, you know, I keep in my back pocket when I, when I'm like sad, I'm like, Oh yeah, I want to go see some Paula. <laughs> Empire of the Sun was the same thing for me. Dude, they're, they're very underrated too as well. Yeah. Oh man. That, that was, that was crazy. When I saw Empire of the Sun at uh warehouse live. Yeah. Wow. Like. I wasn't expecting that from a band like that at all. I and really, it's just two piece. It's just two guys. Yeah, it's just two people. And then the lead singer has a side uh, side band, mm-hmm. and, I, and I got into his stuff, and I saw it. And I was like, "Wow, this is actually better than what he does uh, with his duo." But n- I mean, no offense to his, <laughs> his original band, but it, it's 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 really good. And um, man, that when people think of Empire, son the. Empire of the Sun, they think of that one song. Walking on the, walking on the Dream. Yeah. But, like, there's other fucking tracks yeah. on that. The first album? Oh, my. Yeah, the first, second album. My God. <laughs> Dude, like, and then they released the deluxe edition of that album, and I can't remember what song it is. I'm pretty sure I have it on my laptop, but um, I think Love to Me, I don't remember what it was. But when I did hear it, it reminded me of... Uh, Daft Punk and I don't know it was um, I don't know I, I just got lost like on Tam and Paula um, Nangs oh yeah dude that, that just said I got I got lost on that one Romance to Me was the track Romance to Me okay yeah there's another one that's on the first album called Delta Bay it's a pretty good one as well yeah. it's a pretty good song yeah um, so who's who's one artist that you've seen um, that kind of I guess made you appreciate them more. Man. Um, man. Man, that's a tough one, dude. That's really tough. Um, I'll start. I'll go okay, first. Go For me, it was John Mayer. This was really? a couple. Yeah, this was what, 2013, I think, with his Paradise Valley album. I've been listening to John Mayer since like Continuum. That's when I discovered him. Yeah. Um, no, no, I'm lying. I'm going back. It was um, now I forgot the name of the album. But Daughters was the first song I ever heard by oh, John okay. Mayer. Okay, I know which one. Yeah, you're I, I mean, yeah, I heard that. Um, um, and I just, I was like, who is this guy? Yeah. So I started digging into more, you know, as I could. Uh, John Mayer. So I was like, okay. So then I listened to Continuum. And I was like, okay, I'm hooked. 
and I, I always listened to John Mayer on, on you know, to the CD or whatever. Yeah. But when I saw him live, it made me really appreciate him way more. The man is f- musically talented. Um, the way he came back from his surgery, because he had like this um, granuloma on his uh, his vocal cords, yeah. and they had to remove it, and they weren't sure if he was going to sing again. Yeah. So he kind of came back from that. He didn't sing. One of the albums that he did, um, he kind of did while he was, um, what's it called? Um, while he was getting better, recovering from his his uh, surgery. Yeah. And you can tell his vocals are not that great, but like I said, when I saw him live and he was his vocals were better and everything he was singing, it made me really appreciate him a lot more. I'm like, yeah. wow, this guy is, is fucking great. This man has great music. Um, great music. There's a band not many people that not know, um, uh, Mute Math. Yes, Mute, I know. <laughs> Mute, Mute Math. I saw them live. I want to say three times. The was this before their change? Their change musically. Because you remember they had like they were like kind of like a punk rockish <sighs> sound, and then they changed to like a very uh, poppy. Um. This was okay. I can't remember what album. I, I gotta. I don't know what album. What it was. Oh, so Odd Soul, and this is pretty much how I got the name Odd Steez. Yeah. Okay. So Odd Soul is probably one of my favorite albums. And don't get me wrong about the other albums, uh, Armstrong's, and then the self-titled album. Mm-hmm. And um, uh. When I heard Odd Souls, this was more like a bluesy rock type uh, album. And I, when I saw them on their Odd Soul tour, I was the first one there. I mean, this is a story going. So I was the first one there. It was me and my girlfriend at the time. And, you know, we were just waiting there. And this was at the House of Blues and where you can't sit on the floor. Yeah. I don't know why. It's a fire hazard. I don't get it. It's whatever. <laughs> I, was fucking, I was fucking tired. I was there like three hours early yeah and i just wanted to be the first one there and then you know i was texting my cousin and i was just like hey man i'm so excited yada 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 my cousin was like please shut the fuck up you know it's just a band <laughs> Calm down. you know but like this was actually like my first concert like my actual first artist so it's like you know first yeah. concert as like you know seeing an actual you know very famous band so uh I was listening to their stuff on the way here, and I wanted to see how, how they would perform live. Um, but when we got in there, the very I was in the very front. Uh, it was amazing. I saw my my English teacher, <laughs> my ex English teacher from high school. Yeah, she was a fan as well, and I love her. She's 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 a great teacher. Um, but when I did see them live and and how their performance and their whole get up and everything, they came through the crowd and they got up on stage. Their drummer's phenomenal, dude. I don't, dude, their drummer's insane. Uh, his, he called, his name is Daryl King. Mm-hmm. But people call him DK. And phenomenal drummer. Uh, it's crazy what they do. And uh, Paul, man, it's, it's crazy whenever they were just, you know, um, performing. Because they, did, they had the LED raft. And people were just like, you know... He wanted to jump on it, and they got on it, and it was just—it was a lot. It was a great times, great, great times. I had never seen Meat Matt, but like I've been following them for a while. You know, when they first started, and they had their their sound, and then they changed to a more, I guess, electronic kind of like uh, 
not really, but like minus the bear kind of yeah, sound. Yeah. Um, I like minus the bear. Minus the bear is a really great band too. I, it kind of sucks that they they broke up. I think it was either before or after or during COVID. Um, but they, I think they were supposed to do a show. And I think COVID kind of fucked it up for them. Yeah. Because they were supposed to be the last show. And I wanted to see them. That's one of the bands I wanted to see, but um, didn't get to. But yeah, Minus the Bears are a really great band, too. There was another band, um, Tall as Lions, is also. Another I've never band. heard of them. They, they, they're really good, too. They also broke up after their, I think, their second release. I'm not sure. Whenever I heard their first song, um, I, I was pretty blown away what they can produce. But um, again, back to. After you met, I think it was after. I don't know. Whenever he went to a solo act, yeah. I, I mean, there was some tracks, but like, I kind of missed the fact of them just being a band. But I can understand why people left because, you know, the bassist, bassist, man, amazing bassist. He left to go, you know, be a family, be a, you know, be with his family, be a father. You're missing out everything. DK, same thing. Uh, the guitarist, he, I guess he was just there. I'm not even sure he has a family, but he, he was just there to fill in the guitarist that was there before. Yeah. So just to fill in. But regardless of the fact that he was a great, great guitarist. But whenever DK left, it wasn't the same. Like, it wasn't the same. Uh, I hated the fact that when one person that uh, kind of like the energy, how it was, not there anymore. Yeah. Um, so there's a band that I listen to that's kind of the same way. Um let me try to remember who it was. Um, damn, I forgot. But yeah, that is, it's it is funny and kind of interesting how um, one person who's not even the lead singer, that yeah. the drummer or the bass player leaves, yeah. and it changes the whole sound yeah. um, for good and for worse. Kind of like I guess you can say, like Van Halen, for instance. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> you got the this. Uh, the David Lee Roth era, and then you have Sam Hagar era, you know, and then you have the era that had Michael Anthony, and then you had the the era that had well, it was very short lived, but uh, Wolfgang. Yeah, two totally two totally different eras, two totally different sounds, but they both um, produced hits. Produced hits. Um, I don't know who you. You're, I'm guessing you're more of the Hagar, I guess, than the uh, Lee Roth. No, um, I'm more of the. David Roth. Lee Roth more than Hagar. My dad loves Hagar, but he—I mean, I don't know. I'm not really sure where he's at. I mean, but the thing is, he doesn't really get too technical. I mean, he loved the hits, but like when it comes to uh, music, I like Lee Roth better. I think with just Hagar and Van Halen, they just got too much into the '80s. Yeah. The synths and the ballads and stuff like that. I—I I love the whole Lee Roth area. Um, you got everything from like the first to second Van Halen, and then you have Women and Children, and then you have 1984, and then you have Fair Warning, and it's just like great albums, man. That, mm-hmm. what, like we were talking about, pretty much discussing like albums we can listen to all the way straight through. Van Halen's first album is one I can listen to all the way, no skips, no nothing. The Eagles' Hotel California is probably one of them as well. That's another, yeah, yeah. Hotel yeah. California, I mean. Like, oh man, my dad has seen them multiple times, multiple times, and I'm jealous for it. And I wish I could have gone because uh, the last time they were here, that was in the woodlands. This is before Glenn Frey died. Yeah, and I think it was like two years before he died. And now his sons, like 
in it now. He doesn't sound like his father, but it's not supposed to sound like his He just father. looks like him. He just looks like him. <laughs> but nevertheless, the whole band itself. To be honest, I really thought Joel Walsh was going to go before anybody else. With all those drugs? Yeah. And yeah. But the thing is, to be, to be honest... The Eagles wouldn't be the Eagles if it wasn't for Joe Walsh. No, with with the, with that small addition, I mean, you can listen to like their other stuff, and it's like, okay, this is good. And then when they added Joe Walsh, pff, yeah, they took him to skyrocket. Yeah, like even even his solo stuff, by far, ten times better than whatever they. Were yeah, doing. and then what he did with the James Gang. Pff, and then same thing with uh, Don Henley and then Glenn Frey. They did some hits. Their in the solos, yeah. Their solo careers. They did some good, but to be honest, Joel Walsh stuck out for the most part of it. Yeah, his just his style of playing. Um, me personally, then just because I, I'm a music uh, junkie, I love listening to Hotel California and then just like picturing them both recording their parts in the studio. Don Felder and uh, and yeah. Joe Wash, yeah. and it's like you can tell just like by the way they the, the guitar sounds and the, the way they play the chemistry just you could it, you can feel it even yeah. with the recording from like almost fifty years ago you could just feel that energy and just yeah. like the vibe that they got when they were both recording it and then when they play you know on uh, live yeah. it's, just, it's 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 fucking amazing that's a great song. have you seen that documentary oh, I have I have I uh, oh dude. <laughs> The drugs they were on when they made the, the oh my god it was the 70s what are you gonna do <laughs> like the like the inspiration when they got out of that out of those albums i was like dude this is insane and then like seeing randy leave and then uh wh- what's his basis name that uh that came in uh i forgot his name but i know he was in another famous band yeah I, i'm not sure i think it was called the burrito but i'm not sure if it was, poco? it was like poco or something like that yeah there you go poco but um yeah and then uh Man, him coming in and then they, you know, <laughs> during their their recording session, like this album was brought to you by cocaine, and they're all just like, you know, fucking <laughs> around in the studio. I was like, oh my man, but I have that. I'm probably gonna watch it tonight because I haven't seen it in a while. But I'm gonna probably watch it tonight. And man, that documentary makes me appreciate what artists go through back then, like back then, like throughout the fights, the breakups. Uh, Peer pressure of just getting the shit done. No internet. No, no nothing. No it was nothing. nothing to distract them. I mean, the drugs, but it was mainly just let's get in the studio, let's get fucked up with some drugs, and let's record this this, this album. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Same thing with like Santana. Santana when he did his first album. Yeah. That them guys were on LSD. They were God. doing weed. They were, and I've seen the the. The live set that they did at uh, Wood, uh, Woodstock, yeah, I've and I love that. And I'm like, this dude was fucked up on LSD, yeah. and to see him just play, it's yeah. how, yeah. how I can't even do that while I'm high. No, people don't give him enough credit for what he did that day. Not many people give him credit. For that. And the funny thing is, whenever uh, what's that one station on the radio um, it was. Uh, it was. It's called the Eagle now. Yeah, is it still the Eagle. Yeah, it's still the Eagle. Before, I mean, I haven't listened to radio in a long time. Before it was like the Arrow or whatever it was. I don't it know. was. Though there was another station. It was called the Arrow, but they um, they closed. They they shut that down. Yeah. Like um, with, Gene, with, with Dean and Raj. Yeah. Yeah. The birthday skins. I love them. They're hilarious. I wish 
I could listen to him on the radio, but I can't. I don't wake up early enough to hear him. And yeah. plus, by the time I'm in my car, I'm, Spotify is on. But whenever they do go on live on Facebook, I usually tell them Santana. And they put, and sometimes they do put Santana, but they don't put Santana. Most of the ones is Oye Como Va, or the other one is uh, Black Magic Woman. Or it's the, all the hits that people know from like the first album. Yeah. But it's like there's so many. Soul Sacrifice is another good one. Yeah. Um, what's the other one called? Um, Persuasion. Um, there's another one I forgot. It's from the first album, but um, yeah, they don't they don't give that man enough credit. No, because it's mostly. Don't get me wrong, Eagles. And they're usually from California, but people they they they're it's big in Texas after the Eagles and. Yeah. Um, uh, Man, this um, what else? Pink Floyd is on there sometimes, which is rare, 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 rare. It's either Money or um, what's it called? Us or them? Yeah, us and them. Yeah. And uh, I think about last year. I think it was yeah, it was last year. Nirvana was on there. I don't know if it was supposed to be on there, <laughs> but they were on there on that radio station. They're starting to play. And that's 90s the, stuff And that's the thing So Now It's over been Almost over 25 years In my mind I'm asking the same question To myself And maybe to and, and everybody else So What is considered A classic rock You know what I mean Like You know From 60s to 80s Or 60s to the 90s Because now We're playing I'm hearing Nirvana On classic rock And Nirvana's not classic rock That's grunge yeah, but like I can understand why they're playing that because how old it is, and all the this the younger generation now is kind of like they don't know because like when I listen to the Eagle, when I think when I think of classic rock is everything from like sixty to I'm gonna say eighty late eighties early nineties. No, I'm gonna say maybe mid eighties. Mid to late 80s. I don't really con- consider the 90s. 90s is a whole different thing. Yeah. I don't think really. I don't really consider it classic rock. I think it's more alt rock. Yeah. Like the buzz. I know the buzz plays a lot of Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Smashing Pumpkins. That's what it's meant for. Yeah. But like the Eagles, everything is like Eagles, Santana, Pink Floyd. Um, they don't really play enough Beatles. I think the, the Beatles should. The Who, uh, Rolling Stones, Kiss, Kiss. I, I love Kiss. Um, <laughs> Who else is another one? CZ Top and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. That's what's me considered classic rock. Yeah. I don't really think they should be diving into some of the 90s because I don't consider that. You know those guys own a couple of Fiestas? They do? Yeah. I think I think in Dallas. Damn. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, they own a couple of Fiestas, dude. I'm pretty surprised. I was I, like... Yeah. Um, they do Fiesta commercials. Billy Gibbon did a, a, couple, of, uh, a couple of them because I know he lives here in Houston. Um... He loves Fiesta. He's like, I've done my Fiesta with my guacamole. And I was like, <laughs> um, I listened to some of their stuff recently because I was on the road for a job yeah. on Friday. And I was just digging through ZZ Top. And I'm like, they don't play enough of ZZ Top because no. they have, there's just more than LaGrange and Tush. Yeah, that or uh, Sharp Just Man. Yeah. I'm like, come on, man. Stop playing the fucking shit. Play some, some other stuff that they have. And not only that, when it comes to uh, other radio stations, the buzz, 
I really wish I was a DJ. The boys. Yeah, I really wish I was one of their DJs because I wouldn't play the, the shit that they play now because most of the stuff they play now is mostly pop and it's not rock at all. Yeah, Rod Ryan got some shit for that. He he was like, hey guys, it's like it's alternative, so it's supposed to be different because like, he played like Billie Eilish and I think people were like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I remember Metallica Mondays. Mm-hmm. I remember Metallica Mondays. I mean, people are not very fans of Metallica, but people liked the Metallica before he sucked, which is understandable. Yeah. But um, just the hits, you know, that, that was like probably like an hour after maybe six o'clock, they'd play, play Metallica for an hour. Um, and then after that hour, oh, and I remember when they played Beastie Boys. That was awesome. They played Beastie Boys. That This was Paul Revere and girls and... Uh, a fight for your right. Yeah, that, that was fucking awesome. Yeah, the, Rod Ryan has changed a lot, dude. And when I used to, when I was delivering franchise D, of course, I would listen to the radio a lot because I didn't have a little aux cord to put in my thing. So I listened to the Eagle, I listened to Rod Ryan. And yeah, that just, I don't know, man. This is why I don't listen to the radio anymore because yeah. it's like these stations change to try to keep up and try to bring in new listeners. But I'm like, dude. You're the buzz. You play alternative music. Alternative to me is everything like grunge, new metal, uh, maybe some pop punk or stuff like that. You know, Green Day. And Occasionally, I would hear Corn, like Freak Out. Yeah, like that. That's fine. That's what I think the station is meant for. Yeah. Don't dive into 104 KRBE or uh, Sunny 99. Don't dive into those. Those are those stations are meant for that. The buzz is something. That a lot, it it means a lot more to people because they play different stuff that you don't hear. Yeah, you know, like when they do their buzz fest and stuff like that, they play Incubus and then so keep to that. Don't don't veer off into something else. But the thing is about them uh, and that radio station is that there's a couple there's a couple of bands that I got into. Um, Royal Blood is actually a really good band, and I saw them live, and I think there's just two people. Yeah, and wow. They're actually really good. Their performance live is a lot better than whatever they play in the studio. Yeah, dude. I, their bass, they hit the bass player. I, I got obsessed with him a little bit because I was like, how does he do his sound? Because he's playing bass, but it sounds like guitar. Yeah. Like distortion. So I watched this video of this guy break it down. He's like, this is what he uses and this is what he sets up. And I'm like, that's fucking amazing. Yeah. They are really great. I've not seen them live, but. Um, I saw them in Austin when they came. I think it was one of their tours. It wasn't Aussie City Limits, but it was one of their tours. It was before Aussie City Limits. Man, I wish I can go. I really wish I can go to Aussie City Limits. But we really need Southwest Southwest. That needs to happen. But uh, when I went to see them, man, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna lie. That crowd was through the roof. Uh, and, and thank God for the buzz for getting me into that topic, uh, getting me in that band. But, um, but yeah, I wish the buzz would play more heavy stuff. You know, one of my uh, one of my uh, people on my list is to to have Rod Ryan on the podcast. So maybe if I ever do get to have him, maybe I'll ask him like, hey, so what's? I think it's iHeartRadio. Since iHeartRadio runs their whole thing, I think they kind of like tell them, hey. Put this on. Yeah. We don't really want to play. No, put this on. Yeah. Play this. Because you always hear like those those commercials. The executives. Right? And it's like, ah, 
it's annoying. You know, nobody cares about the iHeartRadio festival or concert or whatever. I get that, you know, they're, they're bought by them, but, you know. This is why, uh, oh, what's his name? Howard Stern went to XM. Yeah. And a lot of people would go to XM. And, like, I understand the whole scene because they can play whatever the fuck they want. And people wouldn't care. And people would enjoy it. And people don't mind paying, I don't know, $20 an hour Twenty dollars a month, or however, or like hundred dollars a year yeah. for XM Radio, and I can get behind XM, but like, I don't know, man. Hearing hearing XM, it, it, it throws curveballs all the time. Like I wouldn't expect, but I enjoy it. But I don't know, man. Because <laughs> there's so many, there's so many genres. Yeah. There's so many. I'm just like, because okay, because Pearl Jam has one, and my friend Hector, shout out to Hector. Um, he is a Pearl Jam fan. Like he, like when I'm in the car with him, Pearl Jam. Whenever I'm like uh, in my car, it's fucking Pearl Jam. <laughs> I like Eddie better. Don't get me wrong. I like the whole entire band. But I'm like, dude, I gotta hear something else besides him, dude. But like, I can understand better, man. There's a whole bunch. There's a whole bunch of tracks I can listen to. And like the day, uh, he's a huge fan. He has. All the live recordings that are bootlegged that they sell from the website. Really? Yeah. So whenever they went on tour before this whole bullshit happened, I'm like, dude, they're the same. It's the same sellers, but probably they're two different <laughs> tracks. How are you not bored of this, man? She's actually my girlfriend. Actually, saw Pearl Jam live at ACL. Yeah. And she was like, it was it was amazing. It was great. Um, but yeah, dude, Pearl Jam is really good. But I can see when you're like, okay, I get it. We hurry live. We hear Better Man. I hear Avon Flow. It's like, okay, please, just stop. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm not going to knock it down, but, like, I got to hear something else. Like, I got to. I gotta, I gotta, He's I like, we'll just throw fucking Soundgarden. <laughs> you know, you know, or Raise Against the Machines or Raise Against. Um, but, like, I was just like, I don't know, man. Whenever, like, I can't knock, I can't knock him because he literally has a Pearl Jam tattoo on his calf. Really? Yes. That's how fucking dedicated this guy is. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, I don't know. And, like, there's some times where he's wearing shorts and I, and I walk right behind him. I'm like, dude, I totally forgot you had a tattoo of Pearl Jam right behind your leg. I was just like, oh, just man. Just stare at it. Like, it's, it's, the, it's the statue of the... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, like, oh, man, like, but, like, he's... And and I'm not gonna lie, but like that band has held him out through a lot of bullshit that has happened with him. You know, with uh, I'm not gonna even get into detail. Yeah, but I can understand why. And there's a lot of songs that actually helped him out, which I can you know understand. And it has helped me out uh, through some times as well. And but man, Pearl Jam, Pearl Jam, Pearl Jam, Pearl Jam. Can never go wrong with some Pearls Jam, but. Um yeah, I can see that. I can see that. There's a lot of bands that have... There's a band that actually helped me out during times like that, too. Um, fucking Green Day. <laughs> Green wow. Day helped me well, out. Yeah, I'm guessing... Uh, which album is this one? Uh, actually, it was just a bunch of different ones. Of course, American Idiot, uh, Nimrod, uh, Insomniac, Dookie. Um, everyone's everyone's favorite is probably Dookie. Yeah. Well, that's... a that's No, no everyone's favorite one... Yeah, it would be... Yeah, you're right. It would be Dookie, but... Um, just growing up, man, just like fucking not people understanding me in high school and just yeah. feeling like the loner and like, you know, Green Day did help me out a lot because it was like, okay, I see Billy Joe. He understands me. He's like, he felt like an outcast. So, um, 
I don't have a Green Day tattoo, but yeah. <laughs> I, there's there there's a band that that helped me out through a lot growing up. Uh, I think a band for me it was probably probably Deftones. Deftones has helped out a lot. Um, not through White Pony, or I think most of it through White Pony, but but mm, I want to say not only just Deftones, but um, what's that band called? Uh, Oasis. Oh yes, I gotta. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. Oasis has done a lot for me more than the fucking Beatles. I can tell you that right now. Really? Yeah. Really? That's controversial. Yeah, that's a very hot take. So if anybody <laughs> wants to come at me with Beatles, um, I mean, I love the Beatles. Don't get me wrong. But the Oasis. They're has, very overplayed. Nobody really plays that much of Oasis. Yeah. So I could see that. Yeah. And and I've seen their documentaries. I've seen how the, the Supernova, so something like that. And then the other one has another one, but it's by himself. But the Supernova uh, documentary is by far probably one of my favorite documentaries I've seen in a while. I have not. Where did you see that one at? I think it's on Showtime. On Showtime? Yeah. I'm Show- going to like, and check it out. Yeah, it's a really good documentary. It's, it's just the shit that they go through, <laughs> like the shit they went through. And seeing all that and fighting it out and... Yeah, it's it has done a lot for me. Yeah, I. It's it's funny. I, I it's funny you said that that Oasis has done more for you than the Beatles has, because I don't know, man. There was just this whole, and like you, I I love the Beatles. Beatles have been a big part of my musical life. And what's your favorite album? Um, if it's Yellow Submarine, I don't. I, no, I don't hear please it. God, no! I hate that fucking song. That's one of the Beatles songs that I fucking hate. I can't stand it. I cannot stand it. Please, I swear to God, if you ever play Yellow Submarine around me, I'm probably going to kick you in the fucking face. <laughs> um, no, it would either have to be um, either Abbey Road, which is, of course, cliche yeah. and generic, um, or... Um, I would have to say, okay, well, there's a couple of them. There's Rubber Soul. There is, um, what's the other one? It's not Rubber Soul. It's the one that came after that one. Uh, Same Pepper's Lonely Hearts and Club Band? No. Uh, it was when they got very, Revolver. Revolver, Revolver is, a, is another great one that I have. And that is because um, George Harrison got, got yeah. some extra leash time. Yeah. And they um, they let him, you know, partake in the songwriting, and um, his whole phase with the whole Indian music um, got me more interested in that album. So Revolver and um, Rubber Soul, and then of course uh, Abbey Road and Let It Be. Mm-hmm. Those are those are my main ones that I enjoy listening to. Um, What's your take on who broke up the band? It's fucking Yoko. It's fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a line that Jay Z says, um, in one of these Justin Timberlake songs. I forgot what what he said. Yoko Ono, she got the Yoko Ono. That pussy must be lethal uh, because that shit broke up the Beatles. Oh, and, wow. And I was like, I was like, oh my god, that's a fucking that's a that's a jab. Like that pussy was so good, it broke up the Beatles. <laughs> Oh my god damn did you, did you see that movie um which one the beatles movie that um i can't remember the name of the beatles movie it's it's i can't it starts with that 
I'm not even trying to get uh, slack for it. It's some Indian guy. That oh, the yesterday morning. Yesterday, there you go. I did for like 20 minutes and then I turned it off. Really? I think once he got hit in the head, he was like, y'all don't know who the fucking beat was all. Yeah. I think I got, I got like, uh, I'm done. Yeah. You know. I mean, it's okay. I, I just, I don't know, man. Uh, I'm not going to give him crap about the fact that he sings Beatles songs which he does really well he's a really good singer but overall the movie itself and you get to see um, Paul McCartney no but not Paul McCartney he sees John Lennon John Lennon there you go John yeah Lennon. I saw that and I was like dude I don't know man like I was just like I was so yeah I think whoever came up with the concept didn't really think it all the way through and when I when I saw John Lennon I was like man if he would have been alive, he would have been just like the way he is. I was like, yeah. really surprised. Just to get a, like somewhat of a doppelganger. I was like, wow, wow, wow. There's a lot of people that look just like him. And it's, it's so weird. Um, his son, Sean Ono, yeah, looks just like him. He's got a good music uh, career, all too, the, as well. All the kids. Uh, George, Paul, John. I'm just like, dude, Ringo. Even Ringo, dude. Wow. They all. And then I've heard, we've, I've heard rumors of them making a band as well. That's been going on for like yeah, and then I've, 10 plus years. Yeah, and I've seen, Paul, I've seen Paul and John's kid together playing. But I've never seen all four of them together playing. And if they ever did something together, I'm, I'd be kind of curious of interested in what they would do but then again I'm just be like have you seen any of them play before live yeah like uh like um, um, Sean or Danny or I've seen his I've seen uh, Paul McCartney's son play but like I haven't really got it I mean I know he released a couple albums or something like that but I've never listened to them Danny I've seen Danny live he played I think it was in bloom dude he does a sound his sound is not what you think of like when you think of oh he's George Harrison's son, he you know he's a, he's a son of a beetle. You would think he would do some kind of like rock. No, this dude is like electronic. Just it's a weird vibe, but if he does it so well, yeah. it threw me for a curveball when I saw him. I was like, this is not what I expected from a son of a beetle. But even he 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 told some stories too. He was like, yeah, my dad didn't know what the fuck was going on musically with me. He was like, why did you play this? And he's like, no, I like this. But his dad was very supportive. He's like, yeah, sure, yeah. you know what you gonna do, do it. Yeah. But yeah, I've I've heard those rumors of like the sons getting together and starting a band. But little Beatles. <laughs> that's been going on for like ten plus years. But I I am very intrigued to see how that would sound. Um, yeah. Ringo's son plays for the Who. Um. Zach, uh, Zachary Starr and of course John has his own thing Julian has his own thing I'm, like I said I've never heard of Paul's son I think he has one or two kids I don't remember yeah he has two kids and uh, uh, I think he has maybe about two albums or EPs I'm not even sure what they even sound like I'm not even sure if it's on Spotify if so then am I just looking into it YouTube somewhere somewhere but um, not when I heard that, when when I heard that whole uh, them just getting together to do something, you know, in honor of of their fathers, I was like, great, you know, do it, but don't, please, please don't, you know, bastardize it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So do you like the like I would like to see their own take. Yeah. Like yeah, play help, play some of the classics, but like do your own spin. Like I've seen Danny Harrison do spins of George Harrison's music. Yeah. You know, and it's he keeps it true to. 
his dad's legacy. He's like, I'm not gonna fuck it up. I'm not gonna do anything different. But I would like to see what he would what he would do, or any of them would do with their with their dad's music. Of course, John Lennon's career was fucking great. Paul McCartney's career is still going strong after like man sixty something oh, years. Man, um, <laughs> I recently listened to his record, the one that he just released, uh, McCartney Three. Yeah, it's really good, but it, it's it's you know there's some features on a couple of them where I was like, okay. I'm okay with it, but I'm I'm not. I think he's just like, you know, got my pickles, you know, little. But, um, man, uh, to be honest, it's it's him and Ringo Starr. But Ringo Starr is well, a couple of years ago was playing with uh, what's his name? I know he's got his own little his little band yeah, with a bunch of people. Yeah, Ringo Starr. Yeah, um, Ringo Starr was playing with um, Joe Walsh at the time before this. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> So whenever I uh, uh, saw the interview with him and, uh, and Howard Stern, they were doing some tours. I was like, man, this is awesome what they were doing. They're just, just weird, just, you know, connection of just seeing them going at it with each other, just like uh, what they can bring up, you know. And I was like very amazed on what they performed. They're in-laws, actually. They're brother-in-laws. I didn't know that. Yeah, they're brother-in-laws. I didn't know that. I think Joe Walsh is married to his Ringo's sister or some something like that. Uh, but yeah, they're brother-in-laws. And I was like, no wonder you're always together. Oh, wow. So, um, but yeah, I, Ringo, Ringo's career has done pretty well. For the person they gave a, talk a lot of shit to, he's still going pretty strong. Yeah, Ringo talks a lot of shit. <laughs> he talks a lot of shit, dude. And you know what? And I hear it all the time on the news when he talks a lot of shit, and he backs it up, dude. He'll, he'll go at you. He'll, yeah. He'll fucking go at you. And like I said, that's just years of like, oh, it's fucking Ringo. Yeah. Uh, but I think Ringo was very essential to their sound yeah. during that time because they could have had any other drummer, but Ringo's style and precision. Wasn't Paul supposed to be the drummer? Paul was a Paul was a guitar player, and then well, it's very difficult with their history. So pretty much they had a bass player called Stuart Stiffle. I think that's what his name or Stiffle. He died um, very young, so Paul took over bass. Mm-hmm. They had a drummer named Pete Best. Um, right before they were about to start, he left. I think his mom told him like leave the band or some shit like that. Yeah. Um, and then that's when they introduced Ringo. I think couple years later somebody else filled in for the spot yeah um but yeah they they've gone through a lot of uh, changes before and then of course like the controversy of like the fifth beetle who's the fifth beetle and stuff like that yeah um some people say eric clapton some people say uh billy preston this uh, is before cream correct uh no this was during cream this was like in the like yeah during cream i think he did um he did. A, he did. Uh, while my friend, while my guitar gently weeps, mm-hmm. he did the guitar solo. Yeah. So people were like, "Oh, Eric Clapton's one of the Beatles." You know, he he actually asked him to be a Beatle. Yeah. Because um, I forgot. Was it? I think he left. Yeah, George Harrison was threatening to leave during that whole process. He was like, "Fuck it, I'm tired. I don't want to do this shit anymore." Yeah. So they're like, "Why don't you just let Eric Clapton be a Beatle?" And that never happened, yeah. but I mean, he did play on a Beatles song. Yeah. But to think of it, like, what if somebody else was the Beatle? You know. Um, but yeah, it, it, it I, like I said, Ringo can back up his shit because I'm like, it's Ringo fucking star. It's yeah. a Beatle. Yeah. You know. The funny thing is how I got into the Beatles is that 
I was a young kid. I was like three, three, four. Uh, I didn't know it was Ringo Starr, but whenever I got older, um, Ringo Starr used to narrate uh, Thomas's Tank Engine. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, so I was watching Thomas's Tank Engine when I was a kid, and by the time I got older, I was like 10 years old, I knew who Ringo Starr was. You know, I was listening to the Beatles, and then I understood. Uh, whenever I saw Ringo Starr, uh, Ringo Starr, like uh, in the credits of, you know, um, in Thomas's Tank Engine, I was like, oh, okay, so he was a Beatle. I didn't know he did any of this. And I was just like, I was like very surprised about it. And then, um, yeah, I, I, I was just blown away. Um, but when it, uh, dude, when it comes to Eric Clapton, man, I have a feeling he'd be, he's going to be the next rocker passing. Cause yeah. Um, it's either him or Peter Frampton. Yeah. Uh, Peter Frampton has lost his playing ability. There's something, I think it's some kind of disease that he has. He can't play anymore. And Clapton has that as well. Um, where I, and I could have seen Clapton live. I could have at the Toyota Center. I, it was like 2012, and yeah. I saw that Eric Clapton was coming. I was like, I should totally go. This is Eric Clapton. Yeah, I missed the opportunity. But, but um, I, I think during one of his shows, uh, he was having problems in his mid set. Like I think he was halfway through the show, and then he just stopped yeah, playing. He can he can't do it anymore. His hands he's just giving up. His hands are giving up on him. Yeah, and uh, uh, man. It's going to be a sad world for Rock when he does pass. You know who's another one that would be really like detrimental? Stevie Wonder. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. I mean, he's still, he's still, he's still kicking. And, and the funny thing is that he was also a credit to um, Frank Ocean's Blonde as well. He was also a credit to I was like, wow. Yeah. But, um, uh, man... If that ever happens, man, <laughs> it's 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 worse than like Michael and Prince. This is like Stevie. Stevie has done. Stevie has changed the musical platform ever since he ever since he came on the scene. Since he was like a little kid, he's influenced so many people. So many people. It's just it's insane. There's there's a track that um, that Stevie did, um, freaking. Uh, he covered a Carpenter song, but with that Carpenter song, he also did a Michael Jackson song with after, um, man, I am drawing a blank. Uh, I think I'm trying to, I think I know which one you're talking about. Uh, close to you. Yeah. Uh, it was a, some late night show in England where, um, it's right here, but I'm not going to play it cause I do the copyright. Um, when I heard it, uh, Frank did it, his his own take on "Close to You," and then <clears throat> he also sampled Stevie. But when I heard Stevie's original take on it, I was just like, I was kind of blown away. Where because this is when the voice box was coming out. Yeah, yeah. So everybody didn't know what a voice box was, and then I was just like, "This is amazing!" And that performance live in front of people in Europe, I was just like, pretty amazed on. What he's done, and then looking back now, because 
uh, looking back now, um, he also did a not a collab, but he also introduced Childish Gambino on one of his sets. And I think this was in, a, in a Atlanta, Georgia, or LA. I can't remember what when it was, but when I saw him perform Superstitious, uh, Superstitious I was just, man. He's basically passing the torch to a lot of people that he admires that he listens to nowadays, and I'm just like, wow. Especially Gambino, man. Gambino's, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's I don't know how he does it. I don't either. How do you go acting and directing, producing, musician? How do you? I don't get how he does that. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. And like, like it's like you said, Stevie's still kicking, but. Like I, I was talking to my girlfriend about that. I was like, "That's gonna be a very, just somber, very sad, gray day for a lot of people." Because Stevie Wonder has literally brought sunshine to so many people's lives, yeah. and when he does pass, it's 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 like Bill Withers when he passed a couple when he passed like two years ago. That was another one that was very like, and and he only he made his first record when he was forty. Yeah. Which is insane. So, you know, even though even though you don't know what you're doing right now, keep eventually you're gonna have to make a record. Whenever it's time for you to make a record, yeah. Like, and he was doing it with like the big dogs too. Yeah. yeah. And then another one that might, another well, another another death that kind of hit me close to home was MCA from the Beastie Boys. Yeah. Man, the, oh man, I I shed tears whenever that happened, dude. Like that was that was because don't get me wrong, Five Free Red and every and every other jam that was out there, but there were some songs in between those in between those albums where he sang and and did a lot. Have you seen that um, doc- documentary on Apple yeah, Music? Yeah. yeah, I've seen it. I'm in Apple TV. I've seen it. Yeah. The, yeah, very very just very well done. Yeah, and then that how he did um. Uh, I think it was a Led Zeppelin track where he, yeah, he did the loop and yeah, I've seen that. I was like, how the fuck do you do that? And this was no internet. This was nothing. <laughs> and the mind of how fucking genius this guy is, dude. Like, I, I just, I don't know, man. That hit home a lot, and I still praise his name every May Fourth, even though it's Star Wars Day. Yeah, I still praise his name because I, I think. I think without them, there would no other be other bands out there. Like Andrew, Andrew, uh, uh, WK. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that would, he would be. Beastie Boys have influenced a lot of people. Yeah. It just, you know, you wouldn't think so because a lot of people are like, well, you know, they just, but no, they influenced a lot of people, party, party people, um, just with their music. I, I enjoy listening to Beastie Boys. Yeah. What I like listening to, um, some of like obscure tracks that you don't hear, like Eggman, and um, that's another one I forgot he did with um, with uh, what's his name from the uh, Tribe Called Quest. Oh, Q-Tip, he did yeah. with Q-Tip. Yeah. There's there's some they did with Q-Tip and stuff like that. Um, I like Beastie, Beastie Boys. I like their whole like what they used to be, but I appreciate where they've come from yeah. and how where they are now. I mean yeah. where they were now. It's crazy how they changed. Throughout that whole experience, a from, whole one eighty, yeah, whole one eighty, and people were saying they're just the white version of Run DMC, which I can, I can, I can, I can understand that. You but know? Rum didn't do no. <laughs> Rum no. didn't do uh, no. fucking uh, Paul's Boutique. No, they didn't do fucking all these other you know fucking great uh, albums. Hello, nasty, ill communication, license to ill. Um, yeah, just 
the last album whenever I got uh, whenever they did their last album this was this was like 2004 no 2014 they were at Lollapalooza they were releasing the record this is when they did that their track with Nas in the grocery store and all that I can't yeah. remember the name of the track but but when I did hear the last album I was like oh this is this is something I, I want whenever they were gonna go on tour I'm dead ass gonna go go see them but whenever I saw their YouTube video of, of uh, MCA telling me that, you know, he had some uh, cancer, lymph, his lymph nodes were going through and, you know, he was going to cancel some tour dates and stuff like that. I was like, oh, shit, this is, this is serious. And when I found out he died, I was like, damn it, dude, I didn't get a chance to go see him. And that was sad. I was I was sad. I was sad for a couple of days and I was like, fuck, dude. Fuck. I was the same way. Well, she was the same way with Chester. From Lincoln Park. Yes, that's, that uh, oh, that hit that hit her very, very, very hard. Uh, I was like, I was I was taking a nap, and um, she called me crying, and I'm like, and I'm like, who who died? I'm like, who passed? And she's like, Chester, and I'm like, no, nah, man, this has got to be like some kind of rumor. But then I saw it, and I was like, fuck. That- I felt the same way with Chris Cornell. Like I, I saw it early in the morning. I I. I I, I couldn't work. I was like, I was so so sad. And then him, just like the ne- like couple weeks or a couple months later, I was like, fuck, man. Because he was also, uh, he also was just like through, you know, because growing up, it was middle school, high school. That was, you know, that was pretty much Linkin Park. Yeah. For many other people. And then the live in Texas, that was awesome. That, that was crazy. Um, just seeing him pass away was something that I wasn't expecting at all. And then, like, when I did hear it, I was on 94.5 The Buzz. Of course, they were playing all yeah. the hits. And, you know, the tits, the, the tracks they don't even, you know, even play on the radio anymore. So I think they played Meteora for the, for weeks, 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 weeks. I was just like, I mean, that was, I mean... Good, good on them, you know, because we don't even get to hear any of his old stuff anymore. No, we don't. That's why I um, I got the box set from um, for the 20th anniversary of uh, Hybrid Theory. Yeah. Because I knew, I was like, this is something special. Linkin Park has been a part of my life as well. Um, and I was like, I have to get this. And then Meteora, I was so, like I said, I was so fucking lucky I got the last copy that they ordered, that Cactus Music ordered. I was like, this has, it had to be, it was meant to be for me to get this album, Yeah, you know? And of course I want some of the other ones too. There's a lot of albums that they don't really appreciate, like The Hunting Party. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude. That's a fucking great album. Not a lot of people listen to that, um, but it's totally like punk in a way. The sound, their sound that they were going for was very punk and I, I enjoyed it. That was something I didn't, I didn't think they could do. Um, but yeah, dude, Chet, Chet, that was a big, um, that was a huge impact on a lot of people. And what's surprising to me is that he was also part of, uh, Stone Temple Pilots as well. Yeah. He did that part time. I didn't. Eh, it was yeah. It, I, I love Stemple, Stone Temple Pilots. And, um, well, I heard some of the cover, some of the songs that he did and I was like, mm, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, Chester. Yeah. And cause the original, I can't remember his name. Scott, uh, Scott Wilden. Scott yeah. Wilden died. Yeah. I remember when he died too, dude. I was like, "Fuck!" <clears throat> yeah, it's like, no, now who's gonna sing my favorite Interstate Love song? Yeah, it's a great fucking song. It really is. 
all thanks to Guitar Hero. <laughs> <laughs> no, but even before Guitar Hero, I was listening to Plush on GTA mm-hmm. uh, San Andreas. So I, even before that, but when it, you know, the funny thing is like every game that we play, any game we play, we hear music that we'd never heard before, and we listen. Shout to out it. to GTA Radio, dude. Yeah, they, there's a whole documentary about that. The, the radio station. <laughs> no, dude, it's 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 fun. It's it's fun. Uh, finding new music from GTA and video games itself it's, it's, it's amazing but um man for some reason whenever I hear I don't know man I feel, I feel like rock is dying out I feel like now it's right now I feel like it's it's I think rap is taking over and I really want rock to make a comeback mm-hmm. but the thing is the only per, I think the only band that's making a comeback right now like the band that's actually making rock coming back I gotta say the Foo Fighters yeah, I agree with you, dude. For like the last ten years, I think ever since twenty ten, and maybe Chevelle, 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 Chevelle's a yeah. Um, ever since twenty ten, dude, hip hop is taking over, and I'm like, okay, that's cool. You know, rock was pretty much a big thing for like four or five decades, um, and I like that. That's okay, but rock rock has been has been dying out for a while. And I do agree with you that the Foo Fighters have brought it, um, kind of, some life into it. I've seen them live, thanks to her. Um, that was a concert. You know, like, when you go to concerts, you, like, take pictures and film? Yeah. That was one I did not film or anything. I wanted to literally engrave that night in my brain. It was the same thing for me when I saw Nine Inch Nails at uh, Day for Night. Yeah. And it was raining. And I know for sure if I didn't leave, in this, if I didn't leave now... I know I'm pretty sure I was going to get hypothermia because <laughs> it was fucking cold and it was raining yeah. and I was like, fuck. And, and seeing Nine Inch Nails playing in the rain in cold fucking weather, Jesus Christ, dude, it was it was amazing. It was a great time. But, man, I really wish I, I should have like recorded a tailgate on my camera to see, relive that moment. Yeah. I, me too sometimes. And I'm like, it was just a special moment. And, you know... Uh, when they when he did Everlong, I was like, that was emotional. I cried. I cried. I'm not gonna lie. I cried when he played Everlong because it's so the history behind the song and then yeah. just the way that they did it was just it's fucking great, dude. And yeah. then the next day I drove to fucking New Orleans. <laughs> um, but yeah, Foo Fighters is one that is bringing rock back. Um, there's another. There's somebody else that's bringing rock back too. Um, no, I'm not gonna say Kiss or Molly Crew. That that's dead. But. Yeah, Molly Crew. Yeah, God. <laughs> Damn, I, there is somebody who is bringing it back. I forgot. But there's a, there's a lot of people doing the whole pop, uh, punk pop, pop punk craze too. You know. Yeah. But um, I think I, I, I didn't listen to Black Keys' uh, latest album. I really want to, but they're also making a comeback as well. They haven't done, they haven't released the records ever since the. That last one, I don't know what it was called. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I think I'm talking about. But ever since I heard uh, El Camino and the one before it, Brothers, yeah, I got into them. They're they're more like bluesy type rock, garage rock, and I was like, oh man, I'm starting to dig it. And I really wish more bands would come out with stuff like that. And I don't hear it on the radio, and it kind of pisses me off. You have to like dig it. You have to yeah. dig for them, and yeah. it's it's crazy. Um, there's a band like that that. That I heard that they're they're from Spotify. I forgot what the name of they are. Um, let me see if I can look through my music 
for a second. Yeah. Uh, where are they? Are? But yeah, as far as everything goes, man, I really wish. I mean, I really want rap to die out too, in a way, because it's basically gold-plated bullshit. What I'm hearing on the radio half the time, but like, there's some gold-plated bullshit I like to hear, but like, I don't like to hear it all the time. But uh, it's somewhat of a guilty pleasure of hearing shit that people play on the radios. But I, I really want rock to make a comeback. Queens of the Stone Age too. That's another band that, uh, that's bringing kind of. That's oh, bringing rock back yeah, to forefront. Yeah. I've seen them live. Um, it's funny that was at In Bloom, and uh, oh yeah, <laughs> I was right in front, dude. Yeah. I have I took videos and pictures from my brother and my friend because they were like obsessed with Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah, and um, like I guess you can say from 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 I'm at from from where I'm at to the to the wall. That's how close I was to Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah, and I was just blown away because I was like, my God, the way they're Presentation is set up. The musical ability that both Josh Homme and the rest of the band. Yeah, those are two bands, Foo Fighters and Queens of the Stone Age, that are still rocking out. That I think that if more bands kind of drew inspiration from them, they could bring back rock. Yeah. What uh, if? Okay. So, one of let's say one of your bands is one of your favorite bands is gonna do a concert probably like next month or at the very end of the year which band would that be uh that would be or like or like a couple of like bands like a like not like a festival but like you know you know how the the uh 94.5 did the weenie roast yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. chevelle would be on that you know be on that flyer um if the struts probably struts. i've seen the struts live they're, they're pretty good um, did I see them twice or seen them once? I think I've seen them once. Um, Stress have been on, they've been on playing on the, the Buzz too and Weenie Roast. Um, you know who's a band that I really wish would go back to what they used to be was Fall Out Boy. Do you know what the funny thing is about Fall Out Boy that I'm pretty sure no one knows about? There's a song, I'm not sure when it was. I shit you not, they sampled of a static static X song. Really? Yes. And no one knows about it, and I know about it. <laughs> Do you know what song it is? <sighs> Let me see. Uh, Do you? Uh, you probably don't. Do you know what album it was? Are you gonna? You have to look it up. I really don't remember what song it is, but if you listen to the Wayne Static song, oh god, and if you hear the. It's the chorus of a Wayne Static song. Okay. So, let me find it. It's, oh, God. Because I've never done that before. They've done a lot of sample, not sampling, but they've used a lot of people like Jawbreaker and but the, um, but some the, other ones. But the thing is, I'm surprised no one knows this. <laughs> and, that, I'm so, and rest in peace to Wayne. I'm pretty sure Wayne, if he found out that he got sampled from Fall Out Boy, he would be pissed. He probably would be. It's probably off one of their new albums. I hate that shit. <laughs> Oh man, let me see. Because right, how I know about this sample is because uh, Need for Speed Underground, the very first game. Yeah, there's a there's a Static X song on there, and I'm trying to remember the track was called uh, the only, the only. Yeah. Oh, that's the one they did with fucking Timbaland. Uh, 
I think that's the one. Yeah, no, that's uh, the only. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah, Static X um, is called Static X, the only. But I'm not sure which Fallout Boy song it was. But if you hear the chorus uh, by Static X and you listen to, I can't remember the name of the song of Fallout Boy. But man, I am so surprised no one knows about this. And man. Oh man! And every time I hear this Fall Out Boy song, it pisses me off. It pisses me off. I'm trying to. I googled it, and I don't. I don't see which one it is. Uh, maybe maybe off off the uh, off the mic, we'll probably find it. But here's a here's a what's it called a um. An article. I'm pretty sure it was whenever they came back. Their first album with those two. Oh, uh, save rock and roll. Yeah. Which they did not say rock and roll. <laughs> no, I actually went to that tour, and um, that's another one that it was front row. And um, dude, that was a great show. I'm not gonna lie; I understand with their little change that they were going through. Yeah, but they played a lot of the classics, and to see actually like Pete and Patrick perform live, yeah, was was great. They they have really good musical taste, and Pete doesn't suck on bass, <laughs> as they say. No, but oh man, every time I hear that song, I'm just like, dude. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll we'll see if we can find it off air. No, but um, there's another one that not many people know about. Um, so, uh, ASAP Rocky did a song called Levels, and I'm surprised that Digitalism did not copyright them at all because it's a Digitalism uh, Pogo is okay. the, the original sample. And I'm surprised Digitalism is not going after ASAP Rocky. But there's another band between, uh, there's a band in between ASAP Rocky and Digitalism. Um, I'm not sure what the song is called, but um, let me find out. Because when I heard it, I'm like, this is not uh, the, the original sample. Because I actually know who the original sample is. Yeah. And I, and, I, and I love about that. Whenever I know the sample, I know who it is. And I'm a sample junkie, dude. I, <laughs> I, I, I love sampling, dude. And don't get me wrong. Like, I hate the fact that it doesn't get enough credit for the original creator. Yeah. But, you know, you got to show people. Because most of those artists that don't, uh, they did sample, some of them don't have careers. They don't. Some of them don't have careers. And they need to give them, you know, their flowers when it's really needed to. Because... Without them, they wouldn't be making the music they are making right now. Exactly, exactly. Um, kind of like, you can say, like Travis, too. Travis does a lot of uh, samples that he did with a lot of, like, Houston people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, not a lot of people know. That's what the thing I like about Astroworld. And people don't really... I know people have 50-50 about Astroworld. But he kind of showed some people like hey this is some houston artist that you don't know about that you should check out you know not everybody because uh, houston have artists houston people houston has hip-hop artists you got ugk you yeah. got you know you got big mo you got dj screw of course you got paul wall you got slim Thug, you got boys. ghetto boys the ghetto boys should be top tier top tier yeah. top tier top tier top five it's ghetto boys UGK, uh, Screw, and um, somebody else. Fucking um, <laughs> one of them. <laughs> one of them. Uh, I have a funny story about Bushwick Bill. 
Oh man, there's other stories. Of course, I mean, I don't know if my um, if, uh, if Homer told you any of those stories. No, but, no. Um, Homer's dad, uh, my uncle, he uh, they knew Bushwick Bill, oh, really? and they would see them. He would they would see him like everywhere, and um, there's times where my uncle would just hang out with Bushwick Bill, just you know, shoot the shit, drink a beer, smoke, whatever, whatnot. So he knew they knew Bushwick Bill pretty pretty well. Uh, I was leaving Warehouse Live. Um, I was, I was doing, I was leaving Warehouse Live after a show. I went to Lucky's when Lucky's rest in peace to Lucky's. Lucky's was next door. I was having a beer and I was having nachos. And who decides to walk in? Bushwick Bill. Short little ass. Yeah, so so the thing is, he sat next to me, which I I was like, "You're Bushwick Bill," and he was like, "Yeah, motherfucker, I am Bushwick Bill." <laughs> and I was like. I was like, yo, I, I fucking love you, man. You're you're the ghetto boys. You're I was like, yeah. And like and we're just shooting the shit, talking, you know, a lot of about what's going on and and, he, and then I ordered nachos. <laughs> so the funny thing is whenever I was eating my nachos, he would grab a couple nachos. I was like, I'm not gonna say shit to Bushwick Bill, no in fact he's stealing some of my nachos. Yeah. So I'm not gonna say anything. But like I was like, Hey man, do you want me to order you some nachos? And he's like, Yeah, man, anytime. I'm like, All right. So I ordered nachos for Bushwick Bill. And and the funny thing is, whenever uh, he was eating his nachos, I was like, yeah, man, you know, I'm kind of getting full. I was going up for years, and he had beer, and, and he was drinking too. And he's like, I'm already kind of full. You can have them. I'm like, oh, I'm good, man. I'm already already done with my nachos. And that was said and done. So he's like, what's your name? I'm like, oh, my name's Ben. And he's like, I'm going to call you Nacho from now on whenever I see you. Fast forward to the very first Astro World, I see him. He called me Nacho. He's like, "Hey, Nacho!" And I was like, "Oh, dude, come on, come on!" But no, we, 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 it was it was it was all fun and games though. But like, it was it was great. It was great. It was great times. Rest in peace to Bushwick Bill. Yeah, dude, that sucked. That that was terrible. It's funny because um, I don't. I think Joe Rogan said that he was trying to get Bushwick Bill, but that's when all his medical things were. Complications. Up. Yeah, the complications, yeah. and he had passed away. Because um, he had um, he had a, a Willie D on there, and yeah. that that's a really good episode. Um, I need to see that one. That was, it was pretty good. He has some stories, and he talks some shit. It's it's good. Um, you need but, to see Scarface on there. I'm not Scarface. I don't think he's had Scarface yet. Um, which you would think he would, because he's like, I love the Ghetto Boys, and I'm like, bitch, then get Scarface on. <laughs> you can't just have Willie D. Nah. I know it's Willie D and the, the Ghetto Boys, but it's like, yo, get Brad Stevens on. <laughs> you know, I know he's doing his little Congress thing. I mean, his little, you know, get him on. Shit, that'd be cool to have both of them on. Yeah. Besides the fact that you do podcasts now, what is your other podcasts you listen to, like? Um, besides, Joe, Rog- besides Joe Rogan, okay. yeah, Joe Rogan, Bill, um, Bill Burr. I like Bill Burr's. Um, two podcasters that I've actually had on the show before that I do listen to their podcast, uh, Ranting with Ramos, um, Jose Ramos. Shout out to him and uh, the Mega Man podcast. Um, shout out to Stephen Martinez. Um, there's another podcast that I do listen to as well. Um, let me check it out. I know I have a I have tons of them that I listen to, and some of them that. I start and then I don't finish, and it's not because their podcast sucks or their episodes suck. Um, I just lose interest 
Yeah. And it's not, I, I listen to all kinds of things. Yeah. But I just, I lose interest sometimes. And it's not on them. And I, I feel bad for saying that because I know people do that to mine as well. Yeah. But <laughs> it's just, it's, you know, I'm sorry, guys. No, I understand. Um, the one, uh, there's a couple of podcasts I listen to. I got into a couple of recent ones. Um, the one that I got into was uh, Sword and Scales. It's a pretty much, um, I, I listen to it at work whenever the guys are, you know, cooking it up in the back. Yeah. So <clears throat> they talk about like how like murders and stuff like that and like how things were broken down and man, there's a bunch of dumb idiots <laughs> like murders. But like this is this one dude that was like got out of jail for ten years. Uh, I think he was aggravated for assault for a cop and next thing you know, um he uh says that there's voices talking to him saying it's like there's a Greek or Egyptian god or whatever. And he kills his bartender. His, she was going home, and then takes a shotgun, blasts her in the face. Yeah, dude, weird. And the weird part about it, it's fucking crazy. This guy sniffs his own semen. I mean, that's fucking weird. Yeah, and just to uh, get away from death penalty, but that motherfucker got the death penalty regardless. But uh, swords and scales. Uh, the Bodega Boys, uh, I fucking love them. Because um, I don't know if you know who Jesus Amaro is. I've watched him. Yeah. Okay. And Jesus Amaro, um, it brings back a lot of back home for me. Um, even though I'm not, I don't live in the Bronx or anything, but it brings back knowing how how New York is now. Mm-hmm. But I love that uh, Joe Rogan, of course. Um, Have you heard of Disgraceland? I no. Disgraceland, what it is, it's like a crime murder podcast, but it's it's also involving music. Oh. So they talk about um, Biggie. They've had a Selena episode, um, Tupac, oh, Jerry Lee Lewis, Elvis, Shaka Khan, uh, James Brown. It's really interesting. If you love music, which I know you do, um, Disgraceland is probably a podcast that you would you would love to listen to it's great it's it's it breaks down a lot of things and the way it's set up and how he produces it it's it's fucking great it's fucking great <laughs> yeah. uh, i really highly suggest you you check out disgraceland for sure for sure but um uh what uh what is what made you get into podcasting i don't know i think it was just i think i was trying to find another way to express to express myself because like i said i'm a musician i i am a musician but the last time i was in a band was 2017 and my dream growing up was to be a musician yeah be in a band play shows houston play shows everywhere else and you know get famous and being a guitar player whatever um when that dream died (laughs) i was like fuck i need to find a new outlet so I started going to Comic Palooza, and I noticed these guys like sitting at a table, talking to microphones. And I was like, "What are they doing?" I was like, "Oh, they're podcasting." I'm like, "What's a podcast?" So someone told me, and I was like, "Oh, okay." And then like a couple years ago, a couple years later, I was just like, "Oh, whatever," you know, whatever the podcast is. Yeah. So fast forward 2019, and I was like, "I want to start a podcast," and I started talking to people about it. And they're like, yeah, go ahead, start one. Yeah, sure. Not knowing some of them didn't know what a fucking podcast was. Um, so I was like, yeah. So I came up with the concept of like what I wanted to talk about. 
it's changed. My my uh my statement has changed after a couple of times. Um, it was mainly just to be about like me talking about Houston, yeah. what's going on around the city and yeah. the news and stuff like that. It changed from that to having people on because I started um, I started listening to different podcasts like Joe Rogan and stuff like that. And somebody had actually asked me, um, how do you how do you describe your podcast? And I said that my podcast now, how it is now, it's more of a mix of different things. Yeah. Of course, Joe Rogan, when he has his guest on. Um, when I do my solo, it's mainly, I, I, drew, I draw inf- inspiration from Bill Burr. Because Bill Burr just gets on the mic and just talks about his week. Talks about his f- stupid shit that bothers him. Um, that's what I do with my solos. And then when I have topic-based episodes... Those are more like Disgraceland type or um, certain epi- certain podcasts that do like um, comic books or movies or mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. just that's the theme, the topic. Yeah. yeah. So I draw inspiration from different podcasts, and um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what it, what wanted me to get into podcasting because it was just another alternative. Yeah. And at this time. At that time, podcast wasn't really that big. It was just kind of still small on a small scale. Um, but due to COVID, now it's big and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like oversaturated. But the good yeah, thing, everybody and their mother's doing one right now. <laughs> dude, everybody, everybody from film actors to musicians to Dave Chappelle has one now. Every yeah, everybody has a fucking podcast, and it's kind of like. That's cool, but it's like, fuck, man. You know, it, there's so many that you can't... It's hard to listen to all of them. Yeah, it's a variety. Um, you know, like my cousin, Josh, wanted to start a podcast. I was going to help him out, and he was going to call it River Rats. Um, but ultimately, that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, but it's funny, too, because now that COVID is it's quote-unquote over, yeah. um, a lot of podcasts are dying out because they were just, for that time, like, hey, I'm going to do... A, I fucking hated 2020 because <laughs> this was me starting my podcast. It was my second season. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to get into it. Um, I still had guests on my show due yeah. to everything that was going on with COVID. Yeah. The whole everything. I still had guests on my show. Um, but the thing is, I was trying to expand everything. So yeah. I had a smaller setup, but then I bought this. So I was like, okay, I have this. Now I need microphones. Um, since everybody was doing podcasting and music and whatnot, microphone prices went up. Yeah. They literally doubled in price. Yeah, and, and you got the good shit too. Can yeah, uh, audio yeah. audio techno. This these are usually a hundred bucks. Yeah, but during COVID, these were like two twenty. Yeah, so I was like, I need. I, ha- I luckily I got all of them that I needed, but that's what sucked about COVID because I was like, fuck, I need these things. Yeah, and people were buying them, and then now they're just selling them because I was like, I don't do podcasts anymore. So yeah, I mean. What can you do? <laughs> it's the same with same thing with music, you know. Yeah. Everybody got into some. Let's, I'm going to start a band, and yeah. what's with the band now? <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that on TikTok about bands, but I don't, they they progressed, and then COVID happened. They still progressed, but they want to do shows and yada yada yada. But 
I feel like I'm all. I feel like I'm the one ta- you know asking you the questions. Do you have any questions for me, dude? Uh, let's list. Give me a couple. I have a list that I was going to ask you. Okay. But it's always good. To think I. I like when people ask me questions because yeah. usually when I'm doing like one on one with people. Yeah. Um, your car's fine. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm just shagging, dude. No, no. It. Your this neighborhood. It, it, it's pretty good. Yeah. I think my car right there. I'm like fuck. No, but um. It's it's uh, refreshing because, like I said, I'm always trying to think of okay, what can I ask now? What can I ask now? But it's it's I always like when people ask me things because it makes me turn off that part of my brain where I'm constantly thinking of the next question to where it's like, oh well, I can think of how to respond to this. Yeah. Um. Fuck, I had it here somewhere. Uh, can you give me like a top ten of since we were talking about albums that we could listen to front to back? Do you have like a naming like ten of them, and they can be you know not in any specific order, non specific order, just random ten that you know, oh, man. um, ten, okay, and different genres, whatever, okay, ten, ten off the dome. I'll, I'll name you five, and so I'll give you a five. Uh, Blonde by Frank Ocean. Two would be Pimp to Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar. Three. Uh, I said one album. I have my laptop in front of me. Uh, <laughs> I'll probably save Hotel California uh, from the Eagles. Four. Man. I feel like it's just like picking like... I mean, I only have one kid, but this is like picking like my favorite kid. <laughs> um, Deftones... Uh, Diamond Eyes Five Let me see I'm scrolling I'm scrolling, 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 scrolling Um, Sorry folks I'm drawing a blank Um, It's hard, I know it's a hard question It really is (laughs) Oh, um, Mad Villainy by uh, FM, MF Doom. Nice. Yeah, that by far. I don't know how people don't even listen. I, it, 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 I don't know how people don't even listen to MF Doom. It's just or never even heard of him. Yeah, the, like the line. He's everybody's favorite rapper. Rapper. You know what I mean? Like, it's funny because when he passed. A lot of people are like, who the fuck is MF Doom? And I'm yeah. like, who the fuck is MF Doom is the right question. I was like, dude, you are missing out on so much great hip underground hip-hop music. Yeah. Like you said, he's he, he's your favorite rapper's rapper. I mean, fuck. And it's funny because um, before before you go on, um, the guy that I uh, did a podcast with, Mega Man, um, he was supposed to have MF Doom on his podcast. Small little podcast from Long Beach was supposed to have MF Doom, but of course he he passed. Um, but I was like, no fucking shit. He's like, he showed me the fucking uh, Instagram messages that he he went back and forth with him. He's like, yeah, you know, have him on my podcast. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> uh, number five would probably be where is it at? The uh, Far Side. Far Side. Um, sorry. The Far Side, the um, what's that album called? That uh, Lab California, Lab Californication. Okay. 
uh, not kind of fornication, lab, can't, I can't even say, <laughs> lab, California. I still can't say. Regardless, that was a good one. Um, uh, Phil Collins, Face Value. Another great one. Yeah. Um, Outcast, Stankona, uh, AT, AT Aliens also is a good one as well. That one doesn't get enough credit as well. It doesn't, dude. That has Aquemini, some great... Some, yeah. Aquemini doesn't get enough credit as well, but, you know... Um, Course, Notorious B.I.G., Get Ready to Die, um, Ready to Die, or Life After Death. Well, actually, no, I'll take that back. Life After Death was after he passed away, but Ready to Die was... It has a lot of bangers. Yeah. A lot of great, 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 great songs. I don't have a... In... Probably Nirvana. Nirvana, self-titled. Okay, okay. Yeah. I Like like I said, this is... I don't have... All my music on my laptop... Um, that's not even half of it. <laughs> all, all the other stuff is at home, and I can get lost in what would be on that. You know, what would be my favorite top list? Yeah. But as far as I'm just naming albums, uh, Illmatic is another one. Illmatic is by far probably one of the best hip hop records ever, 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 ever. Um, but yeah, if I, I was home right now, I oh, dude. We'd be here for hours. <laughs> I I would I would totally enjoy that. Just fucking talking about music for listen to more music. Uh, for me, uh, top ten. Is, I have a list, but I'm just gonna pick random ones that I think. Uh, Take this to your grave. Fall Out Boy's first official album is a great pop punk album from start to finish. No songs that I would skip on that fucking album. I can listen to it all the way through. Um, Stevie Ray Vaughan's Texas Flood um, is another great album that, of course, one of my first albums that I bought that you can just listen to and um, get lost in it. Was uh, Merry Little Lamb on that album? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And funny, funny thing, um, my name was, my parents told me my name was supposed to be Stevie Ray. They were going to name me Stevie Ray that's, um, that's because awesome. my, you know, Texas and, and they, they just loved Stevie Ray at the time, but they ultimately came with my name and I'm like, fuck, okay, whatever. That's cool. <laughs> um, Daft Punk's Discovery. I have it here. <laughs> that's a, that's a one that you can listen to um, all the way through and then watch the movie, of course. Yeah. Um, John Mayer's Continuum is another great album as yeah. well that you can listen all the way through. Um, Maroon 5 Songs about Jane The Yeah Oh man <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good choice And And I was gonna buy it uh, Yesterday On iTunes I was gonna buy it But I was like eh, I'll wait Because there was other good things On for sale So I was just gonna buy it Well if you ever have uh, If you have a USB I can always just transfer it to you No no <laughs> I, Here's the thing When it comes to buying stuff From, from things I'd rather you send my credentials to the yeah. office, so that you have to pay it forward. Yeah, um, I think I have like like maybe four more. And don't get me wrong, I have stuff that are not supposed to be on my laptop. That's yeah, like you know, that's already been like I. This is when pirating was pirating was a thing. So like you know, you know, stealing music from the artist, which I felt yeah. bad. But then again, uh, after seeing my cousin do things with sound engineering, and then seeing these artists and seeing how they're in at like. 
I seen what's his name? Um, oh, man, uh, Coolio. Coolio. Okay, it's yeah, like Coolio Scapor. I was like, man. Kind of want to go buy his album just support him or something. <laughs> I don't know why he's eating scalp more. Like I just felt bad, so I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just uh, I'll buy one, I'll buy his album. So, but yeah, this there's a couple artists are like that. I was like, dude, I gotta. Some people need to support these artists because yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I I totally know what you mean. Uh, I like I said, my vinyls pretty much is like me buying supporting these artists. Yeah. Um, let me see. I got like four more. Um, Tame Impala is a slow rush. Their newest album that came out uh, last year. That was a good album. Yeah, not, not, it not, was. Not many people were hyped about it, but that was a really good album. I loved it, dude. I did not. He released singles for the album. I did not listen to them at all until the album came out because I wanted to be surprised. And I was. And it's like one of my favorite albums that I least listen to once fully, once a week. Mm-hmm. That I'm like I have to listen to it. Um, two more would be um, the Strokes. Is this it? And um, and another one I would I'm just gonna count off uh, American Idiot, my Green Day. That's another one that you can just all the way through. Man, American Idiot was uh, reference. It was I want to say revolutionary, but it was it it changed. It did. It, it changed it did. a lot for a lot of people. I mean, he, they made other records that changed a lot of people. But man, when I first heard American Idiot, that was back in eighth grade, and people were doing covers of it of the of the original of American Idiot. But um, uh, Boulevard of Broken Dreams, uh, Call Me When, uh, Wake Me Up When we, September yeah, Ends, yeah, Wake Me Up When September Ends. Um, but man, yeah, that's right. a, yeah, that's a. It's a big part of a lot of people's um, life. Of course, like I said, mine growing up. Um, but yeah, American Idiot. When I heard American Idiot, this was on the Madden 2004 soundtrack. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. I was like, this is not Green Day. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, they're going somewhere with this. Um, but yeah, that's when I first heard American Idiot. And like I said, I heard Green Day growing up. You know, my, I heard and seen all that. Um, but... American Idiot was like that's the game changer right there. I also forgot to mention Cage Renata ninety nine point nine percent. If anybody has not hear that album, y'all need to stop listening to this podcast and listen to and the fuck. Yeah, especially with his his uh, his other album that just came out a couple years ago. Oh too. yeah, the, yeah, with Kaliuchis and yeah, yeah. That's another great one. That one I can listen to um, at least once a week too. Yeah. Um, there's another one that's called I forget I think it's I don't know if it's the beginning song or the second song. Ten um, percent. No, it's not ten percent. It's uh, to the music. I think it's called. Mm-hmm. And um, I was so I dude. He's so he's so good. Like I listen to the song and then like there's a part where it just goes into a different beat. Yeah. And it's just like funky and I'm like what the fuck. Where did this come from? <laughs> he's a great. I've seen him. I've seen him do like his DJ sets. Mm-hmm. The one that he did in the boiler room. I've seen the one he did for Adult Swim and that shit one, like that. That one gets a lot of views. The one in the boiler room. But yeah. then that dude's like trying to like fuck him up through the. Through I saw his, that. And I was like, dude, stop, stop. That's the most annoying thing. Like, on, like when and when I DJ in that December of uh, 2019. Man, there was a lot of people trying to like fuck me off with like with hey play this this is something. Like, no, dude, this is my set. I'm yeah. gonna play whatever the fuck I want. Okay, 
I hate that. I hate when people are like that. Um, <laughs> it's like, just let the man play a set. Yeah. Let him do what he's doing. Yeah. He's not bothering you. Um, but yeah, that, that does get a lot. I, we talked about that um, a while back on a podcast, on an episode um, with uh, my friends, um, Camera Cult. Yeah. They're a local band here in Houston. Um, we talked about that. We were talking about Ketronana and stuff like that, the Boiler Room um, set uh, that he did. He did another one somewhere else. It was kind of like in that same vicinity, but somewhere else. I forgot what it's called, but it's like the same vibe as the Boiler Room. But yeah. it's, he's a little more spacious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, Ketronana is a beast, dude. Yeah, and then all his remixes. He remixed Janet Jackson's, uh, I can't remember what song it is. Uh, I don't know which one it is. Um, it's somewhere here. Uh, oh man, where is it? Oh, Janet Jackson, if I was your girl, that was a good one. Have you heard uh, his uh, remix of uh, Mojo's uh, "Lady"? No. Oh, it's good. It's good. He has a lot of his stuff on Bandcamp too that yeah. he just released from like his older stuff. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I see. I see where he's going with this. I see what he was trying to do at the time, and it's so cool to see how he was then and how how he's transformed now, to where he's just like a, a beast. So, um, uh, have you seen uh, Anderson Pankson's side project called No Worries? With um, knowledge, knowledge. Yes, I, it's a great. That album is great too. Yeah, I have that album. That's yeah. a great fucking album. Um, man. Knowledge is, man, dude. The dude is releasing music every. It seems like every month. I always get an update on Bandcamp. Knowledge just released an album. I was yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah. If you haven't know, if you want to get into something that's, you know, that's crazy, knowledge will throw you off. Like he'll, uh, man. I don't know what it is about him, about his style, but like he did a remix of, of. Kendrick Lamar's uh, Sing About Me and it's like very like poppy and whatever it's only like a minute and 30 songs which every, yeah. every track is like that which is weird but then again I understand where he's going for going for and um, man his his creativity is off the roof like I just you know I wouldn't expect that at all from him at all period and with him and like uh, Anderson it was so good because it's like it gave off a good vibe. It was. It kind of reminded me of like a like an eighties, somewhere like mid eighties kind of vibe. Hip hop is, you know, if hip hop kind of went that route. But um, I used to like Anderson Pack. I guess when he first started out, and now that he's kind of like saturated. Yeah, he's saturated. Of course, with the Bruno Mars song, it was good for like the first two times, and now I'm like, okay, we get it. Leave the door open. That's okay. That's all you want us to do. Just leave the door open. That's fine. Yeah. I don't know, man. People enjoy that album. The one with uh, Bruno Mars. I can't get into it. I don't know why. It's, it's, um, the thing is I like Anderson Pack for Anderson Pack. And yeah. Whenever he does stuff with knowledge. So, I mean, everyone to each their own, but regardless of the fact that I still respect for what both of them do as artists. I think it's just as though Bruno was more poppy and like we're trying to go for a very <sighs> vibe, like a 70s vibe, where I think that's probably why, because it, it's it's manufacturing something that you, that a feeling that people got. And it's kind of like, okay, it's, it's whatever, you know. 
it's a good song, but it's just it, I get tired after a while. I was like, you can only play that song so many times. Now Bruno Mars has some pretty has a one of his, two of his albums that I have that I listened to. Twenty Four Karat Magic was pretty good. Um, some to- of the stuff was um, was that, and then um, um, was it uh, Jukebox? The one he performed was yeah. before that one. Yeah, that one. That one was a very great, very great record that yeah. I listened to all the way through. And the funny thing is, I feel bad for Bob because after that song that he did with Bob, it sparked his career. So <laughs> he just skyrocketed. Well, he was he was a writer. I mean, yeah, he, he was, was yeah. you know he was you know doing other people. Same thing with like Kanye. This is the way Kanye started. He yeah. was producing other people's stuff, and it just yeah. And, and B.O.B.'s left in the dust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't want to even get into that. No, but um, as far after that, you know, the twenty-four hour, twenty twenty-four karat magic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. After that, he was quiet for a while, which is yeah, which was okay. Which I was kind of I'm tired of. It was tired of hearing the same shit from Bruno. Yeah, but but when he came with with him with the, the with that uh, with Anderson Pack, I was like, okay, I can dig it, but like. It's oversaturated again, so I was like, yeah, I'm done. Decade era type of songs, they get overdone after a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, he was quiet for a while. I think that's because he was just like, I've been producing so much music, I need to like chill out for a little bit. And I was kind of waiting for him for new music because I was like, where the fuck is Bruno Mars with his new music? Because I know he came out with, he did a couple like features, mm-hmm. like Cardi B, um, and some other ones, but I was like, when the fuck is he gonna come up with new stuff? But I guess this was in the works with him and Anderson Pack, I guess, doing this like R and B silky Yeah. Silky Sonic, which is actually what's called, um, kind of I guess music and I'm like, Okay. What artists are you really hyped about for a record? Um Well, he already came out with his record, but um S G Lewis. Um, the funny thing is that you mentioned that I have S.G. Lewis on my laptop. <laughs> Dude, S.G. Lewis is so good. His album that he came out with, Time, so good. I have the Warmth EP. Uh, I don't know what... Okay, so I think I think Aura, Aura is on there. Um, I don't know what it is about that song. But it just... it. I get myself like wrapped up in that song, Aura. It's so good. Yeah, it's no, it's not the warm DP. It's the Shivers EP. Shivers EP. Yeah, I only have that one, but I haven't bought anything else. But I listen to his stuff on Spotify. So good, so good. I told Sivani, um, I was about, I was like, hey, dude, you should check out SG Lewis. He was like, I never heard him. I was like, you'll like his stuff. You'll you'll like his stuff, dude. Yeah. Him. Um, what's his name? He does all those remixes. Um, fuck. He did a remix of uh, was that Lord? He did a Lord remix. Oh, okay. Disclosure was also um, Disclosure's good, dude. Yeah, Dis- I I I love Disclosure. Disclosure, my God, they could. I if they were on tour, I I don't care. I'll spend three hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah, last time I saw them, that was in Warehouse Life, and that was fully capacitated. So it's they play their stuff in New Noise. Good, yeah. so good, so good, yeah. so good stuff. Well, uh, 
I think we can pretty much end it here. Yeah, I think we, we talked about so much music. Yeah. We, it's just like, I think people were kind of like, fuck, okay, we get it. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> um, but um, the last thing we can talk about music is um, I have, well, the podcast has a, a Spotify playlist. And um, whenever I have guests on, whenever we talk about music, because I do have a segment called What Are You Listening To? But I haven't, I haven't done it in a while. I guess it's just because it kind of takes a lot of time because we everybody loves talking about music. Yeah. But I always ask my guest to, um, to add songs to the playlist. Um, it's on my link tree, um, l uh, i n k t r dot e e slash all caps i t n s. It has the link to my Spotify playlist for the podcast. Uh, you can add as many songs as you want, whatever you're feeling at the, at the moment, whatever you've been listening to last week or this month, new music. Um, that is kind of like a community thing for people that come on the podcast so they can share new music with other people, and especially with me as well, because yeah. I'm always listening to different things on Spotify, and I'm yeah. like, this would be good for the for the list. So you're always welcome to, to put on the list. Yeah, uh, I'll get into that. Uh, I'll get onto that probably tomorrow, probably after work or something. But I also do... The same thing, but I also do. It's called "Don't Overthink Shit." Don't overthink shit. It's called it's called the dots, and I usually have I had um, the uh, Steez and friends. Um, I would collab with friends that I would like. I would share a playlist. Like I would share five songs, and he would do a five song. If you I do ten songs, he would do ten songs. Yeah, and I would list them in in, in whatever order. Like. If, me, you, me, you, me, you. But I haven't done it in a while. The last person I did it with was with a friend of mine. But it's on my IG page. And I usually just, you know, uh, it depends. Like, I have one now, but I haven't set it up uh, yet. Because I don't know if I should because of the fact that I, how I was feeling that day. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty depressing <laughs> uh, list. But um, I wouldn't say depressing, but it's... More like mood music, but yeah, but no. Um, eventually, uh, I'll release another "Don't Everything Shit" part, whatever. So, eventually, we'll get to that point. Because I know you also do like lists like that on your on your Instagram as well. Yeah, I've seen some of your lists, and I was like, my god. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it, when it comes to music, it's all over the place. Uh, it's never like a DJ set list order. It's just more of just like how I am feeling. Like I'll show you right now. So this is what yeah, this is what um, you can hold it if you want. Okay. So this is what I have planned, but yeah. I'm not sure. But Tyler the Creator, yeah, Jay Z, so, Nirvana, yeah. So hers. Uh, never heard of Choker. Never heard of Mick Jenkins. Maybe I have. Uh, Neon Indian is a good one. I've heard. I've heard of La, Hav- uh, La Havas. I've heard her. I found her at the library. <laughs> that's where I get a lot of my good music from. From the library, you wouldn't yeah. think. Yeah. Um, Donny Hathaway, of course, Charles Bradley, Garrett Clark Jr., Brockhampton, Rex Orange County, James Blake, Jeff, that's a pretty good list. Yeah. And I like that you have fucking, uh, yeah. what's his name? Uh, Chris Farley. Chris Farley. Yeah. On so, there. So this was, that was made in May. Yeah, May the 22nd. I was just in my bag. I was just sad, sad boy, whatever. Yeah. But I was just in my bag. I was like, you know what? Let me, I'll release it. But I don't know. We'll see uh, how I, uh, change it up or not maybe i'll just i don't know we'll see we'll see we'll see we'll see yeah we'll see we'll see uh all right ben well i appreciate you being on the podcast it was fun talking to another uh music junkie about 
fucking music. Like I said, we were just all over the place talking about bands, artists, moods, playlists, things like that. It's great. Like I said, I enjoy talking about music with other people who enjoy talking about music. It's always, it's always great. Yeah. So thank you for inviting me. Well, you're always welcome to be on the podcast. Um, if you do start another podcast, let me know. Maybe you could, we could start one again. Maybe of our own. We're just talking about music or whatnot. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But um, yeah, guys, uh, follow the podcast. Check out the playlist. Um, as I always say, God bless. Peace. I'll see you guys later. Don't forget to check out the new episode featuring Eureka Heights Brewery. And yeah, I'll see you guys later.